This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so you can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. And when we say that, we mean it. Uh, so give it a try here, 800-259-9231. We've got a lot to talk about otherwise. I just got back from the Pumpkin Festival here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, which is a yearly event that they put on, which I guess has some renown. Uh, at, at one point, they had the Guinness Book of World Records uh, record amount for the amount of pumpkins Carved pumpkins. Lit, lit jack-o'-lanterns. Lit jack-o'-lanterns uh, all in one place. And eventually, I guess what happened was the the city of Boston did one. And, of course, a city with millions of people beat out a little town of 25,000. But uh, and not to mention they used tax dollars. So the giant the taxpayers of, of Boston bought a whole bunch of jack-o'-lanterns, just what they needed. So uh, so it's still going, and uh, some, some of the activist folks uh, went down that way today. Because if you don't know, we uh, Mark and I moved here to New Hampshire uh, back a couple of years ago as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of 20,000, hopefully someday, uh, liberty-oriented people all moving to the same place and, and getting active. And so some of the, the liberty activists uh, went down to the Pumpkin Fest today with the intention of smoking cannabis at 4.20 in the afternoon. What a good idea. I think so. Uh, this has been going on every single day for about the – actually, I think it's been over a month now – that the daily cannabis celebrations at 420 have been happening at the center, uh, the center of uh, Keene, New Hampshire, right in downtown, the heart of downtown Keene. And up until today, there had only been two arrests. The man who was kind of putting the, uh, the event together was arrested uh, several weeks ago. And after that, they arrested somebody, but they released him immediately after determining that he wasn't, in point of fact, smoking cannabis. So there uh, until today, only been one arrest, and the police had left everybody alone, which was great. I mean, they were ignoring the fact that people were smoking cannabis on a daily basis right out in the, uh, the middle of uh, Central Square, which, I, again, they should have been lauded for ignoring it. But today, the, ignore, uh, the ignoring stopped. Today, there was a major crackdown that occurred, and... Well, it's not like the the activists didn't go out and on you know it's the big day in Keene and mm-hmm. the the uh, they're right there on Main Street Central Square which is a circle and I didn't name it yeah it's but weird. um you know smoking their pot right out there in front of God and everyone and I just I gotta say that it it's sh- it, the day that it should have been let go That's, why it should have been a break why it's an everyday thing. <laughs> we're in public just like anybody else is in public are you going to tell me it's because of the children mark absolutely well, really yeah. can you justify that statement i'm just i'm just saying people don't need it shoved in their face we weren't All, shoving it in anyone's face we're just standing by the city hall well, smoking why'd pot. you have to go out to the why'd you have to go out to the city hall to smoke pot we like, moved it we actually were that's uh, not that's we, very kind of you right people were upset that uh, that we would have been smoking a pot in the central square park so we took it across the street to City Hall. So we moved it out of the you park. You know, I wouldn't have arrested anybody. I would have just brought a paddy wagon, thrown everybody in, and drove them out to Walpole and let them go. Oh, yeah? Really? See you later. Why, Mark? Because it's wrong to smoke pot? It's not. It's what it, What's wrong is to create bad feelings with the public. Oh, oh, it's my fault that someone feels bad? How is it that I am responsible for your feelings? Because people don't having, like stinky things. If you're, People are allowed to smoke cigarettes. Is that creating bad feelings, too? It doesn't help that uh, marijuana is illegal, clove. you know? 
Huh? It doesn't help that marijuana is illegal. Oh, oh, I see. So it's so it's Look, bad. You to... know, I believe that people, if they're allowed to smoke cigarettes, should be allowed to smoke anything. However, I'm also of the opinion that there's a good way and a bad way to get one's liberties, and the bad way is to you know make a nuisance of oneself. So people that smoke pot are a nuisance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why? Because people that smoke are a nuisance. So anybody that smokes anything is a nuisance. For, for, as far as most people are concerned, yeah. So would you support rounding up all the cigarette smokers no. and taking them to Walpole and dropping them off? Nope. Why? Because Why the discrepancy? The cigarette smoking is legal. They're not trying oh, to get so their stuff legalized. So wait a minute. So you seem a little inconsistent here tonight, Mark. You're saying that it's a nuisance when people smoke marijuana, and it's a nuisance when people smoke cigarettes... But it's not. Is the is the nuisance equivalent between the two, or is is marijuana more of a nuisance than cigarettes? Well, um, it, there it's it's all a nuisance, um, especially. But there's a there's a I visual don't find nuisance. It a nuisance. There's a visual nuisance to uh, marijuana smoking in like a a group of uh, sort of you know a uh, visual nuisance. Yeah, r- rabble there on Main Street when everybody's when the families are walking around with their kids and their their balloons and their cotton candy and all that yeah. stuff. And um, yeah, so a visible nuisance. Yeah, the, so is it anything. Is. That's a, so, but but okay. So and a cigarette smoker is not a visible that, nuisance. Add add to that that it's illegal, and those people that believe it to be a nuisance are then have the justification of the legitimacy of the state on their side. Nah, what do you think you're going to get? You want to you you want to act like it's oh my god it's an outrage I'm not outraged it is outrageous Co- color me not you're, outraged you're not outraged that three no. people were no. arrested today for smoking cannabis my advice to those uh, to you, you be ashamed of and yourself. all of those people was don't go out there and do it but you went out and did it anyway look I'd be outraged if if you got so hit. you're backing the state I feel on this. bad if you I'm not backing anybody you are. I'm you're telling you them. bad behavior will result in bad results it's bad behavior to smoke cannabis in public shove it in people's faces what's wrong with smoking Smoking cannabis in public. That's what I'd like to know. Is it is it bad to smoke cigarettes in public? Is that bad behavior? Look, I wouldn't support what it. What is bad? Can you I would not have supported you getting arrested on any other day of the, the you year. You have not explained. But you this have is not answered this question. And you, you don't put it on people's... These, these families are, are out there. The question? Families are out there. So? Families smoke marijuana. What's your, what's your <laughs> issue there? <laughs> Grown people might get together and smoke marijuana, but not... Adults and kids, by and large. I've known teenagers who've gotten high with their parents. I've heard of it. I've known it. I've seen it. I've heard of it. I've been there. I so you, that. you haven't answered my question. That, what, what is your question? I've asked, I've asked several, actually. You said that you agree with the actions of the police in this case. I, don't, you said I haven't that, said that I'd agreed with it. Okay, so I you just think they should have the left alone? I, I think if you go out and you tease a bull... You're going to get hit. And I don't care if you do. Well, wait, we weren't teasing the bull. We were out doing what we do every single day, and that is smoking cannabis at 420 at uh, the center of downtown Keene. Just I like told they're you doing it was a bad idea. Every told you day. it was a bad idea. Look what happened. It uh-huh. seems like a good idea to me because uh-huh. now we're just going to get more people here as a Maybe. result of it. So Nobody's going to be those... outraged by this. Why not? Why would they be? Well, because they're taking peaceful people and kidnapping them. That's not outrageous to you? Why isn't that outrageous to you? Just because you expect the kidnappers to kidnap people, that's not outrageous to you? Look, there's decent behavior and indecent behavior. Which, what, is, what, is more, what is more decent? It is, is it your right decent? to copulate with your wife. It is not your right to copulate with, a, with your wife in the middle of town square. Is it more decent to smoke cannabis in public or to put a peaceful person in a cage? Which one is more decent? You know, I would have been surprised if they would have left, left you alone. I'm not, so I'm not surprised at the results here. Okay, so which would be more decent, Mark? You're dodging all of my important questions. You're, you're like a bad caller. Which would be more decent? 
smoking cannabis in public or putting a peaceful person in a cage. I think you've got bad bad things in both cases. So you, you're saying equivalent. You're saying it's indec- it's equally indecent for uh, for each, e- both of those activities. I think that uh, peaceful people you should are be able to in do, deep, man. Pe- peaceful people should be able to do things as long as they don't hurt other people. No However, those people those peaceful people if they do dumb things are liable to get bad results. So you still have refused to answer the question. Are you saying it's equivalent? Are you saying it's... it's no, I think you have so the right it, to smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. So is it worse However, what the did? I don't feel bad about what happened. I'm not neither shocked nor outraged, nor is do I feel bad. what the police did or not, what the marijuana I'm not going to take a position did. on I see, it. because you're, you're cowardly tonight. I'm just not going to take cowardly a position Mark. on it. Sorry. Maybe you can take a position because my co-host appears to have lost any sort of nerve. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI You'd have been huffing it back from Walpole if it had been me. It's police chief. Hmm. You've been walking. Well, it looks like some uh, some people are going to be going to jail. I'm taking all your cell phones, too. You can pick them up at the town hall next day. So how about the three people that were arrested for trespassing, Mark? What do you think about that? Three people were arrested for walking into the lobby of the Keene, uh, the city building. Why was the city building open, open on a Saturday? I don't know. Huh. It was open, but they were arrested for walking in there. They, how do you feel about that? they have lit cigarettes? Nope. They, this, was, this was several minutes later, if not an hour later. Seems very odd. So what, what, how do you feel about that one? Doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. No, I mean it's, it said a no unauthorized access on the door. Oh, so the door was open and just eh, I, did they have a, like a, a sign up that said no? Yeah, just a piece of paper they printed out of the printer earlier. They put up on the door. I don't know what, no about an arrest access. for uh, trespassing, but they probably should have shoot them out. And if they didn't go, then you know maybe off to the paddy wagon for the. Well, day. wait a minute. Didn't I pay for that building? Isn't it my building? Can you go in in the middle of the night? If it's your building, you should be able it's to throw unlocked. a rock through the door and, the and door go in unlocked. in the middle of the night. How do you think that's going to go for door you? door was unlocked. They just walked right in. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything. It's a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building, perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including our Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. And as I mentioned before, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Uh, that is a movement designed to bring as many liberty-minded people all to the same place as possible. New Hampshire was the chosen state, and you can get involved. Learn more about it. It's your best chance at achieving liberty in our lifetime. Head over to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Now, within this uh, this movement of liberty-minded activists, there's a lot of disagreement sometimes about the, uh, the the tactics that people should take. Some people say, hey, you shouldn't do any of that civil disobedience stuff. Just come come down here to the state house and beg. Just beg for uh, your freedom. That'll work. Use the system to change the system. And others say, well, the system doesn't work at all, so let's just do uh, alternative things like uh, non-cooperation and civil disobedience, as happened today, where three people were arrested for cannabis possession and three people were arrested for trespassing on public property. 
And so some people have a real, a real serious disagreement. I say that in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime, it's going to take all of the above. I think that I think that with enough civil disobedience, eventually the political system will come along in that direction. And it's to that end that uh, people gathered this afternoon in Keene, New Hampshire, Central Square at 4.20 in the afternoon every single day for the last several weeks and uh, smoked cannabis publicly. Now, Mark, you had been uh, kind of on the fence on this issue in the past. You didn't really favor it initially. Then later on, you seemed more friendly toward it. Now you're against it again uh, because no, you I'm, said people I'm not should against... stay home because the families are out today. Right, I'm against children, doing the it children, today. The children. And Did you ever think you'd find yourself using the children as an excuse for your tyranny? Mark? I don't think that you should. Uh, you know, the, the, I don't think you should. You know, get your uh, you know business all up in other people's faces. It's just it, there's no benefit. We were in standing it. away from other people. Yeah. We were we right. moved the <laughs> event away. If you really away. wanted to stand away from other people, you would have stayed home. So, so what you're saying is, Mark, that it's never appropriate to speak publicly about things that you you find I important. Because uh, I had a megaphone out today and right. I was talking through right. it. That, that that always is a good. So is that getting tool. in someone's face? Is um, having a megaphone in public? God, my God, the, the the police came and arrested you guys. You had a megaphone. I mean, how did they ever find you? Um, well, they were there waiting before we even got there. There were know, like 20 cops out there today. I wonder why you didn't think the cops were going to be there. You knew they were going to be there. I thought it was going to be a bluff. You went out there. I thought they were bluffing. But well, you, you were wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I I have every expectation that the cops would arrest you guys if you went out there today. Today should have been the day you got you guys took a break. I gave you the warning. I told you, and I personally disagree with the activism. So so what you're saying is you support throwing peaceful people in cages. I disagree with the activism. Throw them in a cage. I disagree with the activism. So as long as somebody I don't out- support throwing pe- peaceful people in a cage. However, I also don't support doing dumb things. So which one is worse, Mark? You still haven't answered the question. Is it worse? And if you maybe you can answer the question. I'll just I'll just ask you, the listener, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Which is a, a greater transgression against one's fellow man? Smoking cannabis in public, where someone with a child might be able to see at it a, happen at, at, at a town fair on Main Street. Smoking cannabis in public, doesn't matter where it is. Smoking cannabis in public. Not to you. Or throwing a peaceful person in a cage. That's my question. 800-259-9231. Because Mark sure won't answer that question. You've are, no, they still you've in, no are they still in cages? Maybe. I think some of them might be going to uh, out to the jail tonight. I wouldn't have put any of them in jail. Okay, you would have dropped them off somewhere else. You would have kidnapped them and dropped them off somewhere else. You support kidnapping. I would have, I would have taken them I away from. I thought you were in favor of freedom. I would have taken them away from so the town. So public property, the hell with that, right? I think it's inappropriate. I think that the activism was inappropriate, and I, I am not shocked, and I am not appalled by the results. One eight hundred. That's my answer. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And so therefore, you support kidnapping. I'm not supporting people. crap. I'm you just you, said you'd take them out of town. That's what I would do if I was the chief kidnapping. of police. I am not the chief of police. But you, if you, I could propel myself to the moon with my own flatulence, I might go. But, but the, I'm not. But there's a difference between being the chief of police and supporting what the chief of police is doing against peaceful people. You're supporting peaceful people being kidnapped. Peaceful people had warning. Plenty of it. Oh, okay. So anything that uh, a man in a uniform says that warns you about something, you support. As long as they warn you first, then Look, it's okay if they kidnap you? They left you? you alone every other day of the year. You were out there. You could smoke marijuana in peace and do what you wanted on Central Square. They got mm-hmm. one day a year that the, uh, that, that, that's special to Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire. And you guys had to go out there and do your little activism after you know, knowing what was going to happen. So... I I can't I am not shocked you I am not be ashamed of yourself. I am not ashamed. You, you should be ashamed, ashamed to call yourself anybody that believes in liberty. Yeah, whatever. You're an embarrassment. Pounded in your Let's go your butt. to the amp lines unscreen call. You're on Free Talk Live Saturday edition. Hello. Hey, it's Alex from New Hampshire. Alex, hey, Alex, what's on your mind tonight? 
so there was a fair. I'm, I want to get the story straight. There was a fair, and you guys smoked cannabis, and some of you got arrested. Is that correct? That is correct. I am not one of those guys. Were there people smoking cigarettes at that fair? Lots of yes, them. Yes, I'm I saw, certain. It was an, it's an outdoor event. Yep, I saw people smoking cigarettes all over so the place. If it's, if it's really for the children, why didn't they ban cigarettes? Well, cigarettes aren't illegal, so apparently, even though it's offensive to smoke a cigarette uh, to Mark, he doesn't support their kidnapping because somebody wrote down some words on paper somewhere saying that it's okay to kidnap people with a different kind of plant in their uh, in their possession. Right, because the only thing that's different is the chemical inside. You're still smoking, but one chemical is offensive and one chemical is not. How would you even know unless you knew what it smelled like? Well, the cop does I mean, know. what The cops came right up uh, because there were a few people out there with some fake cigarettes or f- fake joints that had various different herbs uh, in them that were not marijuana. And one of the cops just got right up in one of the smokers, uh, one of the fakers' faces and, and sniffed the smoke. So apparently it's fully legal for the cops to get high, uh, you know, to ascertain whether or not somebody else is. Because if that guy was smoking cannabis, then that, that cop would have been inhaling uh, the, the fumes. I, I just don't understand how you have that double standard. Um, if you don't Mark want people smoking, you have to ban all types of smoking, not just one chemical or another chemical, because the, the kids don't know. Sounds right. Um, you know, Alex, all I've got to say is there's a smart way to go about one's activism and a dumb way. And it seemed to me that today was the day that one would really go out wanting to get arrested and to be shocked or appalled by the fact that one got arrested so by going out today. you're saying it's dumb to do civil disobedience? It's I, dumb to I, I, get out and, I think it's and stand dumb up to what act you believe outraged in? by it. That's so what it's so you, that's, you're saying. That's what I find most offensive about it, and just do whatever activism you guys want to do. Feel free. Uh, I don't think arguing really helps. See, this, but this is the thing. I am a fascist because Ian you're a gets on here and acts outraged when I told him probably half a dozen times that this was a bad idea. He knew it was a bad idea. So you're if, saying I if, shouldn't be outraged if by being by arrested is um is is the res- not the result mm-hmm. that one wanted, which it is the result that one wanted. No, we wanted to be left alone. We wanted yeah. to stand out there, smoke our cannabis, and go. You want to be left alone? You shouldn't have gone out. Okay, it's, it's a bad idea depending on what your perspective is. Thanks, Alex, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Rich in New Hampshire, listening to WKBK here in Keene. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing, Ian? Uh, I just wanted to say that as one of the people who got arrested today, um, I'm neither shocked nor appalled by the fact that I got arrested. I went out there and committed an act of civil disobedience. That's something that you do to bring attention to your cause and... When we're not getting arrested, the newspapers aren't there. You know, so for me, it's a, it's a tactical decision. It's a price that I'm paying in order to get a message out because I can't buy airtime any other way. All right, I'm going to put. Can, can you hang on for a moment, Rich? As one of the people that was arrested today, I want to talk to you just a brief moment. More coming up. Your calls as well about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It is the Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And we're going to get right back into your phone calls here, but first I want to tell you about Audible.com and how they are the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and in every genre, Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Uh, three arrests were made this afternoon in Keene, New Hampshire, during the Pumpkin Festival at 4.20 in the afternoon, as uh, has been happening every single day for the last p- month plus. Not with any arrests, though. Really, not too many. Well, right. Most people have been ignored uh, as they've been smoking up, uh, smoking cannabis. In Even with AP uh, news stories and, you know, it, a lot of... Uh you know, stuff going on about right. The, the police have been leaving them alone, and then today the police promised they'd be cracking down. Uh, activists showed up anyway and uh, and toked up, and we've actually got one of them on the line with us here. Rich Paul is with us from Keene, and uh, I guess you're just you're fresh out of uh, of the the police department, right? Because you were arrested today. Uh yeah, that's right. I'm out on a thousand dollar PR bond right now. What's a PR bond? Personal, Personal recognizance. recognizance. So, so Personal. Personal recognizance. Basically, I promised them that I would appear at the appropriate uh, place and time. You're actually now. So does that mean you give them a grand, or you just tell them that you'll appear? Uh, you just tell them that you'll appear. And if you uh, don't, you owe them a grand. With, yeah, the problem with paying a cash bond is if you're convicted, they'll apply that to your fine, so you can't refuse to pay it. I see. But this is just the thing saying if I don't show up, they can come after me for a thousand dollars. Gotcha. And, you are um, actually, and obviously, I worked hard to get this court date. I'll be there. You're the, um, you're the man who was arrested uh, a few weeks ago for this very same thing, for smoking cannabis. You you kind of are one of the organizers or one of the, the originators, I suppose, more of an accurate term, uh, because you're not really organizing anything at this point, but one of the originators of the uh, the event. And uh, so you, this is your second arrest. Now, do you feel like that's going to compound the problem for you? But obviously, you're okay with it, right? Because that's why you showed up and, and smoked cannabis today. Um, oh, yeah. You, I mean, you can't go out in the town square and smoke pot and expect not to get arrested. That's well, not, not during Pumpkin Fest. <laughs> so, well, was yeah, it not, your int- during, not during Pumpkin Fest. But really, every day I go out there, I expect to get arrested. Sure. It's just some days I'm pleasantly surprised. Now, um, is, now, are you saying, Rich, that it's your intention to be arrested? Uh, yes, I went out there with the intention to get arrested. Okay, I'm wrong um, then, because I, I thought our intention—I thought the intention was to be left alone. I mean, that—it's—I guess it's a success either way, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's a success either way. It's great when they leave us alone. It is a wonderful party. Uh, we have a lot of people out there. They're real peaceful. They're real laid back. They're cool. They're pot smokers. Um, but the. Uh, then on the days you do get arrested, that's important, too, because that's what brings the media in. The media likes blood. They, I mean, the media would like it even better if they'd clubbed me like a baby seal, but, you know, <laughs> they weren't going to do that. Um, <laughs> Rich. Sometimes they do. So, uh, um, <laughs> Rich, um, isn't, I mean, can't, can't the argument be made, and, and, I, and I think I'm on this side of the argument, is that there are, uh, you know, like there's a time and a place for the, um, the activism, um, and, and like maybe Pumpkin Fest wasn't the time for it. 
Well, basically, there were 40,000 people, uh, I'm told. Uh, that was the estimated in attendance in advance, so it may, may well not have been. But there were a whole lot of people down in downtown Keene who weren't aware of what, we're do- what we were doing. Well, they're aware now. And people hopefully will make the front page again tomorrow, and uh, more people will be aware. Thank you, Rich. Um, and, I, uh, go ahead. Any other thoughts? Uh, no. Glad to have you out there. Thanks for doing what you do. I think that uh, you're a hero, and I appreciate uh, your time tonight. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Lindsay's on the line listening in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, um, I just wanted to say that I was in um, D.C. on 912, and I just left Atlanta. We had a protest at CNN today. We were protesting media bias. Not one person was arrested in D.C. or in Atlanta today, Hmm. and I think that we got our message out. I think we did it very nicely, and I would rather do make my my position known in a peaceful way at this point in time rather than um, getting arrested. Well, there wasn't anything non-peaceful that the people did that were arrested. I mean, in this case, they were smoking cannabis. So, I mean, that's not an, yeah. uh, that's not unpeaceful. They were being very peaceful. It's the men in, that are that are in uniform calling themselves the police, law enforcement officers. They're the ones that are acting in a violent fashion. I must say that uh, if you didn't have a permit and you were in Washington D.C., you were lucky not to be arrested. Well, wait. She didn't say she didn't have a permit. Did you have a permit? Oh yeah, we had permits See. in uh, D.C. and we also had permits in um, Atlanta. Why and would you do that? Why would you, sidewalk. Lindsay? Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you get a permit? Um, so that we could um, not get arrested. Oh, okay. So, so you're—is it that you believe that you should get a permit, or are you just—you're just—you're just frightened of the police? Oh, I'm not frightened of the police. I just think that we should play by the rules as long as we can. So, but, but don't you, now, Lindsay, um, I, I'm, I'm not to, intending at all, all to jump, jump down your throat on this one. Um, but I, the the rules, as I read them, say that the right of the pe- people to peaceably assemble shall not be infringed, and um, that means that if somebody gives you a permit, you have to get permission, and to me, that means that somebody's infringing on your right to peacefully assemble. So actually, it's the government actually what happened the today in Atlanta was there was several um, there were several events downtown, and they were um, actually coordinating several events, and the police were um, running between us so that they could um, properly um, get their um, get their. Um, hmm. It's for your safety. No. Yeah, yeah, they needed to be able to um, turn the. Um... Do you I think get those words out, <laughs> Lindsay? Do, do you think it's possible that when the uh, the SS were loading the Jews up onto the tra- um, the train cars, that they were telling them that they were taking them somewhere for their safety? Because I've heard that's one of the excuses they used. Oh, then they have. I'm just, I, I, you know, safety is kind of one of those things that the government purports to provide. And I'm sure that many of the people that work for the government try very hard to provide safety. But at the same time, the Bill of Rights says that you have the right to peacefully assemble. Lindsay, would you ever consider assembling peacefully without getting a permit? Would there ever be a a point at which you would consider doing that? Oh, absolutely. What would that point be? um, We may be... Pretty near that point where um, 
and and it's going to be matters of security, national security. Are you understanding her answers, Mark? Because I'm not really I, comprehending. I, th- I, I, I get where Lindsay's um, coming from. I do. Uh, what I hear is um, that uh, there's a lot of people in this nation that see problems, that see that the, the nation right. is on its head. Mm-hmm. And they're law-abiding citizens that have never stepped outside on their of their own accord outside of the law, but they're realizing that the laws have gotten too strenuous, and at some point yeah. they're going to have to do that. It's, it's not an easy – this is not territory that Lindsay's used to. So, Lindsay, so you don't really know exactly when it would be, but there is a point at which that someone would cross that you would decide, to hell with this, I'm not getting a, per- a permit anymore, I'm just going to go out and protest? Um, I will go out and do whatever I have to do to save my nation. Well, okay, and uh, I'm curious, what does that mean to you, to save the nation? Um, if, if people start being loaded onto boxcars, mm-hmm. then... Um, then it's going to mean I'm going to have to take whatever steps I believe are are necessary to keep people from being loaded onto boxcars. I don't I think they're going to put anybody on boxcars, but I I do think that they'll oh, they'll right. attempt to to raise uh, regulations, taxes, and uh, and fees to the point that essentially at some point or another the that uh, progress as far as the free market just grinds to a halt. Thanks for the call, Lindsay. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight hundred. Like Two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I say if you're going to have a protest, if you're going to have some sort of gathering or an assembly, that you shouldn't be asking permission to do it. Because, well, it's don't you want to act like people? I think people? it's more important to have the assembly than it is how you go about having it. I don't entirely disagree with you. I'm just saying. Slaves ask permission. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The 20 franc has been made and trusted worldwide. They're about a fifth of an ounce of gold, easily carried on your person in case of emergencies, untracked by the government, of a size that one can do business with. Who would turn down a 100-year-old gold coin? Get them for $233 a piece. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We're here taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. Maybe you're brand new to the show. Maybe it's your first time listening. Well, you've missed a lot. Uh, You can get archives for free right there on the front page of the website. There's no logging in or membership fee or any of the silly nonsense you get from most of the talk shows out there. It's just free archives and a free website for you at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business there. You can create a will or a living trust or even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common Legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. If you if you use code FTL, a special offer, code FTL will save you $10 off an order there. It is fast and easy. I used it to create a will. And now, if I die, like we're all going to do, and it could be the next moment, well, my family doesn't have to deal with the government court system. It's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. By the way, I want to welcome our brand newest affiliate tonight, WGMD 92.7 on the FM band in Delmarva, Delaware. 
Uh, welcome aboard to everybody listening to us in uh, in the WGMD listening area. This is probably something a little different than what you're used to hearing on, say, your local weeknight programming or your weekday programming on the station. It really is an open format show uh, in that you can bring up anything. Uh, we're certainly talking about one thing in particular right now, and that is the, the crackdown that happened today uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this show. Uh, that involved three people being arrested for smoking cannabis in public. Mark, you're normally pretty friendly towards the idea of uh, of civil disobedience. In this case, you said that the uh, the tokers should have stayed home because there was a family event going on called Pumpkin Fest. Yeah. Uh, but the every fair. day, families can be in downtown Keene. They could be. And these people are out smoking. they're not. And these people have been out smoking cannabis every single day and have been, for the most part, ignored by the police until today when there are about 20 cops around. They cracked down. They arrested three people for smoking cannabis. They arrested three more later for trespassing. People, they had gone in, the three people who were arrested for trespassing had walked into the city hall's lobby to look to find out what had happened to the other guys that were arrested earlier because they took them into city hall. So they, the door was unlocked. They walked in and were arrested for their efforts. So that's what happened here today, and of course it's kind of led to a discussion about protests in general, and we just had a caller talking about pulling a permit for uh, for doing a protest, and I say, if you're going to be out doing free speech events, you don't ask permission in order to act like a free person. And I say, when uh, Republicans are out waving signs and uh, getting you know as excited as, as they seem to be with the tea parties and, and things like that that are going on, and I'm not saying tea parties are all Republicans, they're just Americans sick of taxes, but uh, people like uh, Lindsay who called I think that things are going to change in America. That I think we're on the verge of a change. I don't know whether that change is good or bad. I don't know what it's going to be like. And we'll see. We, we will see. All right, let's go to your calls about whatever you want. Michelle, ladies first. Michelle is on in Tampa listening to WFLA. Michelle, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you got to turn down your radio. Oh, God, sorry. I had it on speaker. That's all right. Here you are. What's, what's on your mind tonight, Michelle? Um, no, I've just been my first time listening, and I like your conversation. Um, infrequent that we hear about this, so I'm happy. As a former pothead, I guess you could say, um, I agree that it should be legalized. However, it is not. So I'm I'm kind of unclear on your problem with the arrest. Well, I have a problem when when peaceful people are put into prison cells. Look, I understand but, that they were. Okay, arrested. but peaceful people that are shooting up heroin. They should be left uh, alone, too. Really? Yeah, they're not hurting anybody. So There's not been a crime committed. Who's the victim? That is a crime, though. No, no. See, you've been it's fooled illegal. into believing that you, you've been fooled into believing that just because some people write some stuff down in Tallahassee, there in Florida, on a piece of paper, and they call it a law, that it actually is. Uh, oh, they, they, I mean, it's it's, not? it's a law. Uh, you shouldn't be arguing. No, that. it's a statute, is what it is. Whatever. It's just a bunch of <laughs> no, words on yeah, paper. Yeah, I took a few law classes. Um, I'm pretty sure. It's it's right. a, it's words on paper. That's all it is. There are men with right. guns who are right. willing to put you in cages because you'll violate because they believe that okay. you violated their precious I mean, words you on paper. Them for the good the Gestapo, like the secret police, the Nazis. But come on, they're just cops. Dude. Well, no, that's well, what, the same. What were the secret police? Well, wait, that right. That's what the secret police were. And anytime somebody says, "Well, I'm just doing my job," as an excuse for why they're enacting violence upon peaceful people, they're using the same excuse that the Nazis used. Exactly, were they enacting violence? Do you think it's violent if I were to take you and put you into a cage? Would that be violent of me? If I was doing something that you specifically 
It was made clear and written down and has been known for a very long time since what's-his-name decided to stop the prohibition and quit the people from bitching, had to take away something else. Whatever. So you're saying as long as they write, so you're saying as long as they write some stuff. Yeah, I understand that. Like, if I got caught smoking pot, which I do not. So Michelle, should someone have been? I've had a baby. I see where you're. I see where you're coming from. You're saying it's okay by you that people are put into cages because it's illegal because somebody wrote some words down on paper. Yeah. So would it be, was it all right? Would you have also said it was all right that Rosa Parks was arrested, um, you know, when she sat on the front of the bus? Uh, because, you know, that was the law, too. Um, I think that uh, it's not comparable. Why? Because, all right, that has been long settled. What does racism have to do with... Oh, I didn't say anything about racism. What we're doing. I didn't say well, anything about racism. I said back then... then you were talking about laws, Michelle. Follow me here. You were talking about laws and how important they are and why you should do whatever they say. Okay. And so, therefore, yeah, I brought so, up an example yeah, of... I yes. brought up an example it's of one woman... She was arrested. I disagree with it. But it's fine that she was. And actually, as the previous speaker, I think two previous speakers ago... Um, the one before the permit lady. Anyway, as he said, without getting arrested, you don't get the attention. So you're okay with, with Rosa Parks being arrested? You're you're all right with that? I'm not a fan of it. But look at all the attention it drew, mm-hmm. and I celebrate her. And Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Rosa I understand. Parks is an interesting example here because Rosa Parks um, was not uh, a little old maid who uh, intended to you know, just sit there. Her feet are retired and mm-hmm. refused to get up. Rosa Parks had gone to several civil, civil disobedience classes essentially yeah. um, people from up north had she come down and yeah she she was a she was preparing to be a civil disobedient and it's it's interesting because she was kind of a a um a lucky draw for the civil disobedience movement mm-hmm. there were people black people who um had you know gone through these circumstances before decided not to give up their seats um on the buses but and been arrested and had trouble but the civil disobedience movement decided not to go to get behind them because in you know in a couple of cases it was men and men just aren't you know aren't as you don't feel as bad for them as they do for women. In one case, there was a young black girl who happened to be pregnant, um, like at 17, out of wedlock. They decided not to go for that. So Rosa Parks was, you know, they they decided an older gal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had everything she going was for her. She wasn't at that time. Well, she wasn't a 17-year-old pregnant lady. I see. You know, she wasn't old, but... So, so look, it's kind of interesting because she intended to do what she did. I know that the men with guns are going to arrest people. I, I understand that that's what they do. But just because they make a habit out of arresting people and I'm used to them arresting people doesn't mean I shouldn't be outraged by it. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't be uh, upset by the fact that they're kidnapping people. I think that people should be disturbed by this, even if they are expecting it to occur. It's still disturbing. It's still wrong. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to David, listening in Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, Hi, David. I was just gonna say, I was down there, and I've been to, um, I've been by many of the protests down there. Um, can I ask a question? I was just wondering, 
Um, why did they, uh, seeing as the cops were, like, totally being tolerant and stuff, like with all the other ones, why on this particular day was there a reason they chose to do it on this particular day? They wanted to make a show. They wanted to show uh, that they were still in charge, and they wanted to show that they can crack down anytime they want to. I think he's talking about to. the civil disobedience. No, he was talking about the cops. Right, David? David? Or are you talking well, about the cops or the civil disobedience? Uh, the 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 uh, I know there were tons of cops around. I know that spades, every security, every, there was a lot this year. But um, no, I was thinking about the protesters when they knew they knew what the scoop was. Why why did they choose to do it on this particular day when you because know, they do it every it day. every other day? Because they do it every single day. It's a daily right. event that happens at four twenty in the afternoon. You you heard him call um, Rich call in, David. Um, they did it because they wanted to be arrested. Right. And they were, and you know the police right. should have. They should not have arrested them. Thank for you. For me, call. it was kind of like a family day, and I, and maybe they should have let it be that. Well, wh- I That's think how that, I feel. I think that marijuana isn't unfriendly to families. I think that families that are concerned about marijuana should learn the truth about it. More coming up. Thanks for the call. Hour two is coming up, and that is that marijuana isn't as dangerous as they say it is. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. This other talk show house, uh, they want to charge you for their sites. Enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com. We continue taking your calls about what you want. Go to Steve, listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve, going once. Steve. Hello? Hey, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how you doing? It was uh, Boca, not Tallahassee. Boca Raton, Florida. My apologies, Steve. What's on how your you mind? How you doing? Steve? No problem, no problem. No, I was just listening to your conversation. I listen to your show every Saturday, and uh, I enjoy your show. And uh, I was just wondering, um, it's still illegal to smoke marijuana in, uh, what was it, New Hampshire? That's yeah, right. Pretty much in any place yeah. in the United States as long as it's recreational. Yeah, so, it's, it's illegal everywhere. What, right. So, I mean, I mean, what did they expect to eventually happen? They knew that was eventually going to happen, right? Well, yeah, I think that's what they knew was going to happen. But what do you think is worse? Is it is it worse to smoke cannabis in public, or is it worse to put peaceful people in prison cells? Peaceful. Well, you can peacefully do a lot of illegal things 
and it still doesn't mean you shouldn't uh, be arrested for it. Really? What, should, what should you go to jail, jail for? Peacefully, you can peacefully rob somebody's house. No, no that's not peaceful. There, say hello, greet them. No. And, uh, <laughs> no, anytime you're using, yeah. th- anytime you're threatening force against somebody, anytime you're doing or something against... breaking their property or... Right, anytime you know, you're doing something against someone's will, stuff. then you're not being peaceful. So, so I can understand, uh, Steve. Okay they're smoking crack in the park. I think that uh, I think that there should be no such thing as public property first and foremost. So I think that you should be free to smoke crack, uh, and I think yeah. that uh, that putting somebody in a jail cell for smoking crack is outrageous. Really? Yeah. Don't you? I think no. I think that's outrageous for you to say Why? something like Where's that. Where's the victim? Oh, there's plenty of victims. Really? Who's who's Are a victim from? Huh? There's victims all over. In, from uh, crack? All, all of organized, yeah, absolutely. Who, who is victimized by someone smoking crack? Kids, younger kids. How are kids being by. victimized by someone younger smoking kids, crack? Younger kids walking by. Oh, no, 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 you, you missed what I said. I don't support public property, so I don't think public property should exist at all. But if somebody's smoking crack in their homes, who's the victim? No, that's in their homes. Okay, so you're okay with that happening? Now, we're, we're in the park now. Right. Okay. We're in the park with the marijuana. Yeah. So if they're out in the park smoking crack, and then there's little kids walking by, and they might think, "Oh, it's there's all these right. other kids doing." How it. do you feel about the idea okay of, of me to do. yeah? It, well, if it's your park, then I would support you setting your rules to what should and should not happen there. But as long as we have public parks, you've got a, a tragedy of the commons situation where everybody owns it, but nobody owns it. So I think that if the parks were sold off then you could prevent people from coming into your park if you owned it and doing things that you found distasteful. But as long as the uh, the, the property is public, I think that you should be able to be there and you know do whatever you please. No, I think that's outrageous. So I mean, it's not my the park, stuff then, is that what would you're be saying. Going on, the stuff that would be going on in those parks, uh, no one would be able to come out of their houses. So and it's not park. my park, then. You're because saying people, it's not my park. Decent people wouldn't be able to come to those parks. Whose park is it anyway, Steve? Whose park is it? The people's. The The people's. people's. But not mine, right? If If I want to smoke marijuana in the park... If if you're doing something illegal, Mm -hmm. you should have to pay the consequences. I personally think marijuana should be legal. But while it's not legal, if you're doing it in public and you get caught, you should have to pay the consequences. Well, you're going to be the one that pays the consequences. You understand that, right? No, I, no I see, here's how it works. That. If I go to jail, you're the one who's paying the consequences by paying to keep me there. I'll pay consequences, That's, too, and that I don't get to be free. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I'm okay with that, yeah. So Absolutely. I'm not. Because where do you draw wait, wait, the wait line? Wait a second. I, I mean, I, you have to draw the line somewhere. Wait, I, you're saying wait it's a second. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not okay with paying for it. I'm not smoking marijuana in public, and I don't want to pay for people that are smoking marijuana in public to go to jail. But you're gonna, are you going to make me pay? Are you going to take my house away if I choose not to pay proper, the, the amount of property taxes that it costs to incarcerate this dork over here in jail for whatever period of time that uh, he has to go to jail for for smoking marijuana in public? If, if I cut, you don't want to pay property tax? I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> it's your great idea. I mean, Why should to... I have to pay for your great idea? If you want to incarcerate yeah. him, you pay for it. Well, it's, it's, it's society's idea. These are Wait, no, no, you just said it was your idea. You see, this is the problem with democracy, <laughs> is 
I might be in the 49% who doesn't, in, along with you, actually, because you said you wanted to be legal, but you and I might be in the 49% of people that don't want to deal with it, but instead, 51% of the people that decide to go to vote for, you know, these people that, that claim that they're, you know, leading us or whatever, they just get to make whatever rules they want, and if you don't go along with it, they take your house away. Isn't that crappy? Yeah. I, you know, like I said, I agree with a lot that you guys have to say. Thanks, Steve. Show. Appreciate hearing from and you tonight. Thank, thank you earlier. for the call. We got to move on. We got to get Troy on the line here in Tallahassee. Liz, I think he's in Tallahassee. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you there? All right. Yeah, I'm here. How you got? How you guys doing? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight, Troy? Uh, well, not much. Just first of all, hey, uh, good job on the the geography uh, shout out last last segment, saying you know referencing the, the state capital here. So. Oh, I used to live uh, there. Okay, um, but you know, I guess I, I had a couple of points, but I, I came on a little bit late, so I wanted to ask just quickly, what was the you know uh, uh, in the story, you know, what was the the proximity that they were in in terms of you know doing what they were doing near the families and all of that? Well, the the way it works is for the past month or so here in Keene, in the central, there's a cent- very centralized area right in the heart of downtown Keene. That I mean, there's a big focus. All the roads come to this point, and there's you know five different roads. So this is the main point, and there's a there's a park in the center of this uh, roundabout where everybody's been smoking cannabis on a daily basis, and for the most part, have been left alone by the police. So today, there's this huge pumpkin fest that has moved into downtown Keene, and they've pretty much taken over the park. So the cannabis smoking activists decided that they were going to move from the park, since there's not much room there at this point, uh, to move from the park across the street in front of City Hall. And City Hall is a place where uh, where young innocent eyes should not be allowed, because there's awful, horrible <laughs> things that ha- that happen there. So we figured that would be a safe place to be uh, for smoking cannabis to stay, you know, to keep away from the families. But, uh, you know, we, we weren't putting it in anybody's faces. I, I mean, I had a megaphone, so I guess you could say <laughs> You were putting was... it in people's faces. Please don't diminish that. But we if you've got a megaphone and you're standing, you could have gone anywhere in the town. You decided to be on Central Square. Nobody was blowing it in anyone's faces. That's what I'm saying. Okay, they so, weren't chasing so after people it, and blowing it in their faces. Does that no. answer your question, Troy? Yeah, it does. And I, I, I appreciate, you know, that you moved away from where it was. Although, I mean, does that get to the point of, you know, if it wasn't really crowded and uh, you kind of just out of necessity needed to move, would, you know, would, would they have moved or, or well, what, you know? I'd like to make it clear when he says that they moved, that they they moved from the center of the action to the periphery of the action. They were still where the, the crowd, where the crowds were. Right. I mean, they were across the, the street. The, across the street. The street is <laughs> shut down and filled with people. It's right. not like there's cars, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, right. zoom, zoom, separating them from the action. Well, they're on the periphery of the action. Should we be ashamed of smoking cannabis, Mark? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that go hide behind some, you know, uh, some other location where no one can see you, you cannabis smokers. You're you're an the, embarrassment to society. The et cetera, claim was et that they went out to get arrested. They got arrested. I am neither shocked nor appalled. My right. recommendation so was don't like go. You guys are. Uh... You're, near de- you're in, you know, in downtown Tallahassee during a, a downtown get down or something like that, and you, you move over to City Hall. So, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anyway, okay. So my 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 points I wanted to make, um, you know, basically, you know, everybody, you, you have your, you know, if you want to go on the route of saying that someone has their free will to do what they want to do, uh, don't we have to agree that you can't, you know, whatever it is that you want to do because it's your free will can't really impede. On, on someone else's liberty as well? Yeah, I would say that you should leave pe- people alone. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I mean, if it's, you know, if it was the consensus of the, the folks in, 
in that area at the pumpkin festival that they didn't want to be around that kind of activity. Isn't that, isn't that reasonable? Well, actually, we were surrounded by a crowd of people that was booing when the police arrested those folks. So it seemed to me that the consensus of the immediate of the people in the immediate vicinity was very, very in favor of the cannabis smoking. Okay. But the, uh, but the booing, I know you had another point. I'll bring it back. Uh, but the booing didn't stop the police. So it was clear that a majority of the people that were in the area, just regular folks, I don't know who they were. They were just all standing around watching. And they were not in favor of what the police were doing, but that didn't stop the cops from enforcing their law. It's the law. Do my job. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And again, we will take your calls about anything tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, head on over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy stuff like the chat room, chat.freetalklive.com. Get your right to it. You'll find uh, people in there usually during the show, but it's open 24 hours, chat.freetalklive.com. Do you hate going back to the car over and over again to retrieve your grocery bags? I can tell you I do, but I don't have to hate it's it pain anymore. to make more than one trip. Yeah, I don't hate it anymore because it's only one trip for me now. I use Totasac, totasac.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K. It's a neat little handle they made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, and it's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You can go to totasack.com to learn more about it. Get yourself a family pack. You will uh, wonder why you never had these before. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. It, pardon me. It's the neatest little uh, little tool you never knew you needed. Yep, Totasac. They carry more than you can, a lot more. In fact, we're going to give you the opportunity coming up here at some point tonight to uh, win yourself a two-pack of the Totasacs. You can see exactly what it is we're talking about here. All right, uh, we're going to continue with your phone calls. Troy dropped off the line, unfortunately, but we've been talking about some arrests that were made here in Keene, New Hampshire today, which is where we do this uh, radio program from. Uh, people were arrested for smoking cannabis in public at a at a essentially what's a the pumpkin fest. It's this yearly event that happens. Very very popular. Thousands of people uh, come into this little town of twenty five thousand. The population like quintuples or something like that. There's all kinds of people from all over the place that come here. And the cannabis smoking has been going on on a daily basis at 4.20 in the afternoon every single day. And for the most part, the police have been leaving them alone until today when they promised they would crack down. And indeed, they did crack down. Uh, and some people, somebody called in earlier saying, well, what about smoking crack in the park? Well, you know, I can see how that would be distasteful. And I can see that you don't want a bunch of junkies uh, laying around in the park getting, you know, shooting heroin up. I, could, I can understand that. And that's why I would say that, well, I think that uh, that parks should be privately owned. That way, private owners can decide for themselves what to allow and what to disallow. Right, and I'm sort of on the fence on this particular issue. I think um, I, th- I think that it does, in, in some cases, take civil disobedience to get from here to 
freedom. And, um, you know, depending on the issue, uh, you know, sort of is, is whether I think it's appropriate or not. And I would really, I guess I'd ask people who um, are trying to, you know, want to see marijuana legal, like that, that caller, um, how would you get marijuana to be legal? Now, I've seen some... You can um, beg. Well, I you know, can run for office going through the political process. And, you know, in some cases, that'll that good, take decades. But it it depends on um, it, it. Well, it it just it just depends on the, the sort of the atmosphere where you are. I True. think that the, in the case of the civil disobedience here in New Hampshire, that um, that maybe the civil disobedience that's going on might be detrimental to the medical marijuana uh, fight that's going on at the same time. And I would have recommended, say, hey, on the 29th of October, let's start it back up but that's just my personal opinion and i can't control those people no nobody's in charge however um yeah but you keep on going back and the other people that you know make those decisions to go back every day and because it's the right thing to do yeah it's the right thing to do um and and uh, you know i think that but when it comes to activism i think that there's a time and a place and i don't think that pumpkin fest was that time or that seems place. like an ideal time and an ideal place there were people all over the place and the last caller troy was making and i know he had another point so he's welcome to call back but the last caller troy uh was talking about well if the consensus of the people there is that they don't want you there then you shouldn't be there essentially that's what he was saying so if the consensus is let's take the marijuana out entirely let's just use the example of the one maniac with a megaphone in public, right? Because I could have just been by myself down there talking through a megaphone about how government's awful. Instead, you're a maniac with a megaphone in public. You're not just one. No, that's what I'm talking about, being in public with a megaphone. Let's let's pretend the marijuana thing wasn't happening. Is it okay for a consensus of people to say, get that guy out of here if you're on public property? I think that there's time and place for uh, for, for people with a megaphone and times and places when they, they shouldn't be. I think that if you just want to wander down to, uh, to, to Central Square with a megaphone during the day, okay – um, I don't so know you're that you're saying have a lot of friends. screw freedom of speech, but right, you, Mark? That's what you're saying now. Earlier you were you were in favor of putting people in uh, jail cells. About? Now you're you said there's a time and a place. It's public. It's public property. I have a megaphone. I should be able to go down there anytime I want to and talk on it. Um, like 10 p.m. at night. What about one uh, 2 p.m. 2 a.m. Excuse Tragedy me. of the Commons, Mark. Oh, you suck. So what you're saying is what you're saying is that people that work during the daytime shouldn't have the ability to you're, go out with a megaphone. You are assaulting. Those people with your, I mean, that's what sound waves are. They move through the air. They, they, they Why strike. Why isn't it assault at 10 o'clock at night, but not at 10 in the morning? Because they're trying to sleep, What man. about the people that are trying to sleep at 10 in the morning? Uh, look, man. Uh, I, so what you're saying is those people you, are better than, uh, you're, you're saying I first shifters are better than third shifters? Uh, the, the people, night times were meant for sleeping. Toll free numbers, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dan in New Hampshire, listening to WKBK here in Keene. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on today. Um, I had followed the three gentlemen into the uh, city hall here in Keene after they had been arrested, and uh, I followed two of my other uh, companions. They have refused to be identified, so they're not being processed. We'll just identify them as liberty and freedom. Okay, so my two companions, uh, liberty and freedom, were in there, and uh, they were being accosted by the state troopers that were in there that were being very unprofessional, very mean. I still have... uh, marks on my wrist where I was handcuffed, I explained to them the handcuffs were too tight, but uh, the cruelty behind the, uh, the, you know, the little velvet glove that they've got is, is still that iron fist, and it's out there, and it, it pounded on uh, at least three of my friends today. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to, to bond out 
but uh, uh, one cop was very arbitrary. He's he, the state trooper. He's like, uh, "Oh, you can, you can, you can go now." He says, "Get out of, the, get out of the building." <clears throat> and I didn't know that, that that we could be arrested for being in the building in the first place. There was no sign saying that we would be arrested, and it was the uh, city hall, which we go into all the time. I assumed that it had been open. Wasn't there a sign on the door that said something like "No unauthorized access"? Yeah, there was, but I didn't notice it. It was kind of small, no bigger than a pack of smokes, really. I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't know. You know, well, I guess it's no really no difference than uh, than all the laws because most people have not read any of the laws, even the well, ones that I, say that you can't smoke yeah. marijuana. Right. Well, how are, you, how are you to know that you weren't authorized? I mean, you're a taxpaying person just like anybody else. It's our building. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't we be authorized to go in our own building? It's very true. And um, those guys, uh, they, I'm really concerned for my friend's freedom and liberty and the other gentleman that didn't bond out. Uh, that was one of the uh, 420 protesters that got arrested. Uh, they're not going to identify themselves, and they're basically going to say, hey, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. We don't have to, and it, it's sticking well, me. Well, we thinking. know what happens in that case, Dan. We know that uh, because our friend Sam, uh, one of the other activists oh, in yeah. the area, Sam from ObscuredTruth.com, was arrested earlier this year and held in a jail cell indefinitely for refusing to identify himself. So uh, even though they claim you have a right to remain silent, the other part of that that they don't tell you is that they have a right to hold you as long as they effing want to, and that's oh, what yeah, they're going to yeah. do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, sick. Uh, Thanks, Dan. It, it, Anything else you want to share? Uh, no, it's just that uh, the thing is, is that uh, they're they're, they're going to have some headaches on their on their hands and stuff. If they want to keep this going, uh, uh, I think they just need to drop it right now. They need to leave peaceful people alone and uh, forget they ever saw us. Because if not, then uh, you know there's going to be crimes that they've committed that that uh, they don't want brought to light. But Dan, Thank you, Dan they, the they were leaving you guys alone during the week. And this, you know, just this one day was the day that we knew that there's no excuse for violence. There's no excuse. He said, leave them alone. They should leave them alone. They've been leaving them alone. They should have left them alone today. They could have left them alone, and then everybody would have just gone away and gone home after they'd uh, gotten high. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but they wanted to prove they were still in charge. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And those features include live streams, a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com, plus the brand-new Free Talk Live Listen Lines are available. You can now call from any phone, anywhere, as long as you can dial long distance, and you can listen to Free Talk Live. You can get the number anytime at listen.freetalklive.com. I'll give it to you now. It's 217-238-6220. 217-238-6220. 24 hours a day, Free Talk Live over any phone, with at least the ability to dial long distance, which is most of them. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you. All for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun today. That's FrontSight.com. 
Now, I'd just like to say, Mark, because you'd asked me during the break, that I don't personally support the idea of somebody going out with a megaphone in the middle of the night. I, I don't personally support that. But as long as you've got something called public property, everybody's supposed to own it, so everybody should have a right to use it in the way they see, they see fit. I think it's if unreasonable you don't like it, to change, think, I think change it's un, it. I think it's unreasonable to think that... Just because it's public property, that you can treat it as if it is your own. Ah, I so mean, then it's no one's property, is what you're saying. It more, it more or less is. Well, if I it's mean, no it's, one's it's property, the organization then... known as the City of Keene. Right. It's a criminal gang's property, is really what it is. Okay. I mean, that's the truth of the. That's the truth of the matter. Are you saying that if uh, an organization of people commits a crime, that they shouldn't be able to own property? Uh, yeah, I'm saying that their their property is not legitimately theirs. It was stolen. Okay. Everything that the government has, everything whether it's your state, local, or federal government, can everything of, they can have, they people, stole first. Can a group of people own um, a piece of property together in trust? I suppose. That's the idea of public parks. I mean, okay. that's what people believe public parks are. Right, but so who are the group they, of people? The people calling themselves a city, right? Well, and and the the city would contend that everybody who votes is in, involved in this organization. No, that's not true. Uh, but, you know, in practice, I agree with you. However, the park is there for a certain purpose, and on Pumpkin Fest Day, that purpose is to display the world's largest gathering we of lit in the park. Jack- jack-o'-lanterns. You were just the cannabis smokers that were arrested today look, were across the street. It, it's all I'm away saying from the park. is if you want pe- if you want the to Win in the court of public opinion, you must conduct yourself with some level the court of applause. Of public opinion, and if, we and won. if a plob doesn't work, at least try sanity. We won today, Mark, in the court of public opinion. We were surrounded by people that were watching the police arrest these peaceful cannabis smokers, and those people that were surrounding I think you've us. You've got a hung us, jury, my friend. Those people surrounding us, watching us, were fully in favor of what was happening as far as the cannabis smoking. They were against the police arresting those folks. They were booing when the police were arresting those folks. Do you think folks. it's possible that some people out there supported you guys being able to smoke? In Central Square, um, and but when it came to Pumpkin Fest, you turned those people's stomachs and changed them. Um, oh, I'm from, sure that's possible. Right. So there's some people out there that perhaps were on your side and who are now not because of the activism. Hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? But I'm just saying, like we're acting like free people. If that's going to upset people, that's their problem. Right. Let's you're go to your free phone to calls. you're free to smear yourself in feces running Let's down and run down Central Square, but you're not going to make any friends. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Rich, in Massachusetts. Hi. You are on the air. Hello? Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think it sounds awful, too. I, I Thank you for the call. Connection. Yeah, no, it's a really bad call. Uh, so we've had people calling with soundboards, and they were attempting to call and play Arnold Schwarzenegger clips there, and you could barely understand it. All right, check your levels next time, Rich. Let's go to Nick in San Jose. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, I kind of feel like the, the whole problem or what people there's a large contingency of people are your callers and mark you too that are, are worried about the family and i think as opposed to worrying about the family i think it offers a great opportunity for the family to communicate yeah and in, in my opinion it seems that overall the more government has grown over the last 50 years the communication and the strength of the family has kind of diminished and i think that uh, in situations like that, it offers a great opportunity for the family to really talk about the situation and for the parents to explain to their kids the responsibility involved in whatever's happening. I agree you know? completely. Do you think that the, that the families could talk about the responsibilities that one has in the uh, the owning of group and communal property? Uh, I mean, I don't think the kids are going to uh, understand it. it you know, I ma- think that you could you still explain it. 
I suppose you could. Nick, I, I, the, the way I see this is that there were people that supported these activists um, that you know before today that now don't. And I think that that is a failure in the area of public relations, which I think is the number one battleground that these activists are fighting on these what days. What about all the people that supported what we did today? We're surrounded by them. You had them already. No. The, the, yeah, you did. There were people there I'd never recognized. I'd never seen before in my life. There's so many crevices of opinion. You're bound to step on toes no matter what you do. So you really gotta you gotta fight for the concept and the idea as opposed to the individual uh, or the specific situation. And specific situations are involved in the whole concept and idea. So you have to do these things in order to jolt people's ideas and shock them to some extent so that they think. Because otherwise, people just go day to day with just not really thinking. And what when if they walk away and all they think is what a bunch of jerks? Well, that's their own problem. That They're is missing their problem. the point. And what are you going to do? I mean, you can't change everybody's mind. You can't. And as, as you guys have spoken about on the show before, it's going to take a, a small percentage Nick, of the population waking up. Is there is there such thing as bad activism, where one does something that one would be free to do, however, they do it in a way that is uh, so distasteful and uh, in, in such poor form that they uh, shouldn't have done it in the first place, as far as your opinion goes? To be absolutely honest, the only one that I ever saw was the one where the guy, I can't remember his name, in New Hampshire went and tilled the land. And I think that it just appeared off base, and it appeared with the rifle and such, just to be uh, kind of in all different directions as opposed to something specific. But even then, I'm not going to really um, have a problem with it because uh, the, this communicable property idea is so, is so flawed, and, it, and it's got so many problems that... What's right and what's wrong? Where do you draw the line? Thanks, Nick, for the call tonight. I appreciate the thoughts, and I I, I I tend to agree with what he's saying. Yes, Mark, there are certainly some activism forms that are better and more effective than others. But I don't think that you should go into doing something that is inherently right, and that is standing in a public place, smoking cannabis. I don't think that you should go into that being all concerned for what some people who are cowards and ignorant will, will, will think about it. I mean, the, the whole excuse that, that's because of the children, is really just an excuse for people that don't know what the hell they're talking about or are too frightened to be intellectually honest to their kids. They've told right. their kids a story, and the story is, little Billy, you need to know that marijuana is bad because it's illegal. It's bad. Well, and marijuana is bad for out. you because it's bad to ingest, uh, to smoke a combusted plant material into your lungs. But they don't tell the, to, their kids that. Well, they like, just say it's illegal, they so get it's to bad. Say, they get, well, you don't know what they're saying. Are you speaking yeah. for those people? You're right. Shut I'm speaking your damn for mouth. the D.A.R.E. class. That's what D.A.R.E. says. D.A.R.E. says it's illegal. It's bad, kids. And so then uh, their parents back them up, and then when they see somebody smoking a joint in public, they might ask, well, Mommy, what's that? What's going on over there? Oh, well, those are people smoking uh, cannabis. Well, what does that mean? Well, they're, uh, they're, they're, in, they're changing their consciousness. They're altering their state of mind. And some people say that that's, that that's bad. Well, didn't you say that smoking is bad? Well, yes, I did. Uh, why don't you just be honest with your kids? Why don't you just tell your kids that cannabis why is not as dangerous? Why don't you me and my kids alone? Why don't you just tell them the truth why? about cannabis and that it's, it's not as your dangerous business as alcohol? what I want to tell my kids. See, that's the thing. You're telling it's, me it's... You it's, get out there, you, you get out there with the activism, and you shove it in people's faces. We were and standing then, to the, the outrageous. It's outrageous.
No, I'm not outraged. Sorry, I'm just not outraged. What you're saying is, Mark, that your family is more important than me. I think that I should be able to go to the Little Pumpkin Festival in Mm -hmm. Keene, New Hampshire, without having a bunch of activists, uh, you know... Hold it on private property. I I don't hold the Pumpkin Fest. Well, then then you're going to have to deal with people being free there. Well, then you're going to have to deal. You're going to have to explain it. No, it happened, and people were smoking cannabis in public. And if your kids see it, you're going to have to explain it to them. And I hope that you'll be honest with them and tell them that those people are smoking cannabis, and they're regular people just like you and I. They just want to alter their state of consciousness. There's nothing wrong with what they do. And the drug they're doing is far less dangerous than alcohol. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need your vote. This month and every month. Once a month, though, that's all we're asking, is that you go to vote.freetalklive.com. It's one way for you to really help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around... uh, Excuse me, not not get on more radio stations, but voting for the show helps uh, push us up to the top of the... The the voting competition that we have every month over at podcastalley.com. Now, last time I looked, we were in first place, but it was a very tenuous lead, and we need your votes at vote.freetalklive.com to help keep the lead, help push us up uh, as far in advance of the pack as possible so we can finish the month at number one. So if you don't mind, if you're in front of your computer or will be later, please go to vote.freetalklive.com. All you need is your email address, and it's one really quick, easy way to help Free Talk Live out. makes a big difference. Vote.freetalklive.com. And, uh, you know, during these these troubled economic times, it's probably a good idea to have a certain amount of gold and silver on hand, right where you can put your hands on it. Uh, you know, it's as a hedge against inflation in case, you know, things go terribly wrong with the economy. It's difficult to know. The Federal Reserve has been printing an incredible amount of little dollar bills, and that means that the ones you have are going to be worth less. So I have go- I've consulted an expert and put together a, a, a page where our listeners can buy gold and silver, ones that I've picked out as good choices that are at great prices. And all you have to do is go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. Rest assured that you're getting you know, the best prices that, uh, that, that, that you can on these, uh, these things, gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls, ladies first. Evelyn is listening to, w, uh, to WKBK in Keene, New Hampshire. Evelyn, you're on Free Talk Live. Evelyn, Hi. are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, you know, I'm trying to be very open-minded about this whole thing, but last I knew, uh, marijuana was illegal. That's right. And some some people have written down some words on paper saying that, that it's very, very naughty. Okay. Um and I don't feel that our law enforcement is doing their job if they're not enforcing the law. How many people are you willing to put in cages who uh, who smoke marijuana? I'm not willing to put anybody in ca- anybody in cages. I'm just saying that it's it it is against the law. Not to say that they you know they can't make it legal. I'm I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is we have a law and we're not enforcing it. I'm just wondering if 
I had a bunch of friends that wanted to go down to the gazebo, wherever they're doing this, right in the middle of Central Square, mm-hmm. that wanted to have a beer after work at night. Could they do that? Because I think that's they legal. should. As long as they throw their cans away, I think they should. Yeah, they shouldn't litter. Well, well you know what? I bet, the, I, bet, I bet our law enforcement would be down there in a heartbeat. Well, probably and, not. Guess, they, they may, and, and what, that's, what that's kind of the, Evelyn, uh, the, the idea there is that what you're saying is, is that, well, you'll beat, uh, you'll beat us, so you should beat that other slave over there. And I think think that uh, you know i think that you should be free to consume alcohol in public if it's legal then why why the heck can't you walk down with it down main street i mean it's it's distasteful to see somebody drunk and lying in the in the gutter and nobody wants to see well, absolutely that absolutely not yeah no. but um i don't no think that most people that drink are going to lie in gutters yeah most people are responsible with their drinking mm-hmm. so I, I think if there's a law out there it ought to be enforced so i'm not saying one way or the other that you know that it's it's, it's right it's wrong or indifferent i'm just saying that if we have a law, it ought to be enforced. Don't you think that that's kind of mindless, though? I mean, don't you think that it would, be, it would make more sense for the enforcers of the law to actually look at the law and say, huh, this is a bad law. We're not going to enforce this. But do you think this is the right way to, to change a law? Well, I'll answer your question if you answer mine. Don't you think that it would make more sense for the enforcers of the law to look at the laws they're being asked to enforce and say, huh, that's not a very good law. We are not going to oh. enforce that. I think that's a matter of opinion, but I, but, but I think your point is good. I think that they, if it's something that people feel is not a good law, they should look at it. So you're saying that you believe that if the law enforcers believe it's a bad law, they should ignore that? Um, say that again, please. If the law enforcement officers believe that a certain law is a bad law, should they or should they not enforce it? Are they saying that it's a bad law? I'm not. I'm not, not getting. I'm not getting specific. I'm just asking you a question in general. Do you think you would? You'd made the statement that if it's the law, it should be enforced. And I'm saying that's a mindless kind of an automaton statement that is just. Well, I'm just doing my job enforcing the law. When in point of fact, we know that law enforcement officers can use discretion. They can say, well, I don't feel like enforcing this law today, so I'm not going to. And if they look at a law and they say this is a terrible law, we're not going to enforce these laws. These laws are hurting people. Don't you think that's the right thing to do rather than just mindlessly enforcing whatever's been written down? Well, yes. So I'm just saying that if, okay. if something's legal, I ought to be able to go downtown and do it, right? If something right? is that's, illegal? That was, that was, no, legal. If something is legal. Seems like you should be able to go downtown. Yeah, why not? Um, Evelyn, mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a few weird laws from New Hampshire. You may not... No, no, t- no wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. Here's another question for you. Sure. Why do we have laws, then? Oh, that's a good question. Well, there, there are different kinds of laws. First of all, there's natural law that you can't escape from, the law of uh, co- actions and consequences. Then there are man laws that are uh, written down by men and women that you and I probably don't know that have gone to uh, the state capitol or uh, Washington, D.C. to write For some- instance, you may not tap your feet, nod your head, or in any way keep time to the music in a tavern, restaurant, or cafe in the state of New Hampshire. Should that be enforced? You may not run machinery on Sundays in the state of New Hampshire. Should that be enforced? As a matter of fact, on Sundays, you may not relieve yourself while looking towards heaven, Evelyn. Should, should those laws be enforced, Evelyn? Yeah. yeah. Yes? You really? think that people should be arrested for operating a car on Sunday? No, absolutely not. This is, that's, that's the law in New Hampshire. And guess, well, all those law my... enforcement officers that aren't doing it are not doing their jobs then, according to okay. the logic you're using. Okay. All right, I guess my, my main point was if we're going to allow things to happen that are illegal, we should allow things to happen that are legal. Right. I mean, I, I just I think it's it, I, I just think it's opening a big can of worms. What things that are legal are not being allowed. You're saying that things, 
Are you okay? But okay, so you're saying that people should be able to uh, to imbibe alcohol in public. I agree with well, you. Well, Evelyn, um, I think that the, I, the 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 point you're making has some some foundation. However, I don't think that the people would be out there smoking marijuana in Central Square if it was legal to do in restaurants and uh, coffee bars or something like it is in Amsterdam. You wouldn't be having I that might. trouble. I might go out. And Seems smoke unlikely a joint in that anyone would care. I think that a lot more information needs to be given out on on marijuana. You I know agree what I mean? Because I, I, I personally don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. It well, be, it seems to be coming up, and and you know. I agree with you. I think that people do need to be informed about it, and I, I, I'm glad you called in tonight, and I thank you for the thank call. Thank you, Evelyn. Uh, it was uh, relatively level-headed, a uh, good discussion. I think that uh, people do need to be informed about marijuana, and you don't want to get your information from the government because they are lying to you. Sometimes. The, sometimes the, they'll tell the truth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to catch them telling the truth. There was one government study. They'll tell you it's addictive, and that's... Not true. Yeah, right. The, but, the science says again and again and well, again that it's not. Sounds, it's no more addictive than anything else in the world. You right. may be able to form a habit. However, some people form habits more readily than others. And what they call that is psychological addiction. There's no such thing as psychological addiction. Addiction is either a physical ailment or it is not. Psychological addiction is something you like to do. Yes. Right? So I'm psychologically addicted to listening to music or exactly. psychologically addicked to Doing having a, show. A, a candy bar at a certain time of day. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and people do need to learn about marijuana, and the place to learn about it is not from a government propaganda website. It's it's go to arrowid.org. That is, I think, the the hub, the central location that people can go to to learn about all kinds of drugs and chemicals and things like that. E R O W I D dot org. But suffice it to say that the things that the statists, the people that are in charge, the authorities have been saying about marijuana. Most of them, just not true. Okay, yeah, it's not a good idea to smoke things. Just in gen- as a general concept, ge- not a good idea to inhale combusted plant material or combusted anything into your lungs. Okay, that's true. That However, marijuana is probably better than some things that you could in- in- um, inhale that would be combusted. Well, uh, I was yeah. just uh, lighting a-, a fire and using a little bit of old motor, motor oil as a uh, accelerant mm. um, today. And, um, whoa, boy, that's you not good. Inhale that. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and in fact, in point of fact... From what I understand, no one has ever had a death trace to the use of marijuana. Not even cancer. In fact, they've even found that to ma- the, marijuana... To ingesting has- it, I think that um, you certainly could find people that have used poor judgment um, while on marijuana and have done dumb things. I'm talking about... People do dumb things all the time. Uh, I'm talking about death from marijuana. Death by the use of marijuana. Death by too much marijuana. Death by uh, the long-term use of it. They just don't happen. If somebody has lung cancer, they're a cigarette smoker. Check it out. Look at the numbers. Look at the statistics. If you have lung cancer, odds are good you didn't get it from smoking marijuana. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't affect the lungs in the same way. It, now, I'm not saying it's going to clean up the cancer from your lungs, but there no. there have been things that uh, stu- studies have suggested that marijuana has an anti-cancer effect. It, that it, there's certainly more so than tobacco. Hey, we've got to do a giveaway here. We still have a third hour coming up. Uh, there's more free talk live on the way. Your calls about anything, if you're on the line, will get to you at 800-259-9231. That's not the number you need for the giveaway. We're giving you a two-pack of the Tota Sack. They will make it so much easier for you to carry the groceries in from the car. You're going to wonder why you've never had one before. Uh, if you're the third caller... At 603-435-1105, 603-435-1105, third caller, getting a two-pack of the Tota Sack. Go and see him for yourself at T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. Third caller right now to 603-435-1105 is the winner. Hour three is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. It's the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, started the show out tonight telling you that some of our uh, some of our friends here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this show from, or at least some of my, my friends and associates, uh, were my arrested. Friends, some of them are my friends, too. Yeah, well, you were saying you supported uh, having violence done to them, so... That's not what I... Now you're mischaracterizing what I've said. You said you supported taking them outside of town, kidnapping them... That's what I said I would do if I was the police chief. Right, so you would enact violence upon them if you were in charge. Anyway, uh, so these folks were arrested for peacefully smoking cannabis in a public place during a public event, uh, something called Pumpkin Fest here. And then three more people were arrested later for so-called trespassing into the public lobby, which apparently had been uh, designated as non-public of the uh, the Keene uh, City uh, City Hall. So six arrests of activists, liberty activists here in New Hampshire today. And uh, we're talking about you know the issue of public property versus having parks be privately run. That way private owners can actually decide what the rules are and can enforce them, because it seems to me that if you've got public property, then anybody should be allowed to be there doing things as long as they're being peaceful about it. And that's what was happening today. People were being peaceful, and they were smoking uh, cannabis, and they were uh, they were kidnapped. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Jack, listening to KUSA in Yakima in Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight, Jack? Hey, I was just a first-time listener. You know, I was driving down the road talking to my wife, and I couldn't really... Uh, believe that, uh, you know, some of the things that people are saying on there. If you're a thinking person, now let me just kind of set the, the stage here. I'm a really conservative, not Republican anymore, but just conservative. I don't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I sold a ton of it back in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Never got into smoking it really because I don't know. But anyway, how can you compare smoking pot to drinking alcohol? And the deaths that it causes out on the street. Cell phones are topping uh, the alcohol deaths. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there is no comparison. Right. It's, the problem is that anything that the they they aren't making money on it right now because if you look at tobacco and you look at alcohol and all that, the the states, the gov- local governments, and the state governments and stuff are making all kinds of money on that stuff. Well, they're making money. It's it's they're not making it through taxes. They're making it through just taxing you and I to pay for their war on drugs. So right. They still are making money. 
But I agree with you. The uh, the alcohol situation I don't see is much how more dangerous. Anybody can think that smoking pot is even comparable to drinking alcohol. That's a great point. But what would you say to the people that are complaining about? Well, the families, the families are downtown. They might well, see you here's smoking. Here's the thing. You know, I was talking because I got uh, friends at work that smoke pot all the time. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, the guy's slower than the seven-year-itch. The one guy that smokes pot all the time, and that's all right. He does a really good job, but he's a little slower than most. But the family thing, and I, I just heard you talking about uh, on there about uh, they should be able to do it in public. Well, what I, what I was saying to them the other day, I've never heard the show before, but maybe they ought to just have it to where, you know, hey, do it in your home. Don't bring it to work, pot or alcohol, because I tell you what, I've worked around drunks, either hungover or drunk, and I don't like that one bit. No, no I'd rather, I, I, I'm with you uh, by and large there. I'd much rather have a pot smoker than it's somebody who's into anything else mind-altering, honestly. I thought revenue-wise, you know, revenue I thought it'd be great because they could write a lot of tickets for impeding traffic or something, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. that If it's your business, you should be able to set whatever rules you want to, and, and that tends to be how it works unless the government comes in and tells you otherwise. But, yeah, I mean, if, it, if you're at work and you don't want other people being uh, imbibing anything or in some way altering their state of consciousness, while they're at work, then uh, that's completely within Look, your rights. It, it's, to me, it's true that e- anything that you do like that, it alters you a little bit. You know, and I have smoked pot a few times. It just made me really paranoid. I didn't like it personally. But Do you and, think and it this, made you paranoid you know, because, point of information, do you think it made you paranoid because you could be arrested for it? Do you think that you would not have been paranoid had there not been the No, threat? no, it was just uh, my personality. I, I've I always see. said, you know, that pot kind of makes it to where, like, if you're really into something and you smoke a little weed, you kind of get into that more. But if I, I'm really kind of a, I don't know, nervous person or something, I just think it enhances how you really are or what you may be doing at the time. I think that's a fair assessment. I get paranoid too. And, and um, the thing it is, you know, uh, it it just makes it makes things go real slow. Like Gallagher said, it could add years to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey, the thing. And then one more point, and then I'll listen. Out, you can answer whatever off the But this idea of getting a permit yeah. to uh, assemble, what's up with that? It's sad, isn't it? I mean, there's no way. Does a permit say that they're not going to be uh, acting out and getting violent? What, what does the permit say that who's not going to? I'm sorry. Whoever gets the permit. If, if, if you're, uh, you can assemble peacefully and then all that you do it without a permit, does that mean that just because you get the permit you're going to be peaceful? I guess not. I, I wouldn't think so. It seemed like there would be more likely if you went through that if the, the people that went through the process of getting the permit were probably more, you know, the, very docile yeah, people, the, 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 the docile kind of folks. Right. I, mean, you, you I can kind of see that, but uh, you know, I, I, it, do, it certainly yeah. doesn't preclude it. It's just it. so sad, though, isn't I've just, it? I've never ever seen a person on that smoke pot be violent. I nope. just haven't done it. I'm 52 years old. I've, I've, like I said, I sold a ton of it to my friends back in the 70s and 80s, and Right on, you know, Jack. I appreciate I your take. I appreciate your call tonight. I, I understand where you're yeah. coming from, and yes, Mark. You know, is all you have to do is ask a police officer how many wrestling matches they've gotten into with pot smokers because yep. they don't. They get into wrestling matches with drinkers. They might get into wrestling matches with people on PCP. If they do, on pe- people on PCP, they've gotten th- thrown to the roof or something. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate the call tonight. But uh, it's 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 the drinkers that uh, and it's the drunks that the cops have to wrestle to the ground, not pot smokers. Let's go to Craig in Kentucky. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How you doing tonight, man? Super. What's on your mind, Craig? Um, I think the issue may be a constitutional issue as opposed to crime and punishment. Start with the Constitution. Because you mentioned inherent 
those uh, that's synonymous with rights, irrevocable. That's your bill of rights, not a bill of privileges. Mm-hmm. And I believe any time that let's take due process for instance, that sounds like a due process violation because. You have a right to due process before life, liberty, limb, or property is put in jeopardy. Is that correct? Well, that's yeah, the claim. That's the idea. Supposedly, it's to, the 14th Amendment states that also, just not just the 5th, but it's reinforced with a clause in the 14th Amendment. And I think that we all too often, we allow, and we do, we allow the people, allow the government to void Constitution. Crime and punishment's going to be there. I agree. We need punishment for crime, but we also need we also need equality when it comes to justice, and we need equal administration of justice for everybody. You know, you know not just. It's 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 a great point, and the United States Constitution uh, doesn't cover something like marijuana or any drug laws at all. The United States government should not be in the business of outlawing its citizens from imbibing a substance. Now that might be more of a purview of a state government. I still think it is, uh, you know, morally somebody's it's it's their body. They own their body, and they should be able to decide what they put in it. But coming from the um, the U.S. constitutional standpoint, what the the government's enforcement of any drug laws is wrong. Well, the Governments in this country, if you look at their own statements, they purport to, to exist. The purpose of this, the, the government, allegedly, is to protect life, liberty, and property. And they, they all have statements that, that essentially sound something like that in their, uh, their constitutional documentation. But it doesn't mean squat, because we know that in order for government to exist, they have to threaten your life, your liberty, and your property. If you don't go along with their plan, if you don't like what they're doing, and you decide to, uh, that you're going to act like a free person and, and not obey and not pay the taxes they're demanding of you, you'll all of a sudden find that your either life will be extinguished or your property will be stolen, and certainly your liberty will be infringed upon. So just right on its face, they can write whatever they want in their constitutions, but they also, as we can see, ignore whatever they want to about what they've written. So it doesn't even really matter what they wrote down, does it? Actually, it, it doesn't matter, but in a, it is. I believe it's still relevant because uh, it's not perfect, but that's all we have. And listen, babe, that's all we have, and we must, we have to use the Constitution. I'm not sure we and have it. We don't use the I don't the know if we've had it for a very long time. Right. Well, well, first of all, point of information, Craig, we don't use the Constitution. It's their Constitution. They're, it's a set of rules for the government to follow, not you and I. And they I don't agree, use but, it. But, the point I'm trying to make is if, if we don't have the Constitution to follow, then what do we do? As citizens, what do we do? That's a good question. I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Maybe we can talk about that in a moment here. What can you do if they're not following the Constitution, and they aren't? What do you do? It's Free Talk Live. What's your answer? Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, including our bulletin board system, over 490,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The newest graphic novel is just out from Big Head Press. It's Odysseus the Rebel. The, uh, and man, it's not your uh, daddy's uh, Odysseus. This Odysseus defies ancient gods with every fiber of his being and an unyielding hunger for personal freedom. Get it for $12.95 from your local comic shop or Amazon.freetalklive.com. It's Odysseus the Rebel. I've read it personally, and it was a great, great graphic novel. Odysseus the Rebel. All right, uh, we continue taking your phone calls. If we get a chance, Mark, you're going to tell us, uh, you're going to give us an update on some folks that were arrested for taking pictures of their children. We'll get to that here in a, in a moment. Actually, they had their kids taken away from them over these pictures. Crazy. Uh, first, we'll go, though, to Chris, who's listening to WCHV in Virginia. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. How's it going? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to, um, I guess, um, Chris, guess you want to dropped. hang up the phone. Jeez. Call <laughs> us back. Uh, we'll be happy to put you back on the air. Normally we have a one call per night limit, uh, but if but something... If it's clearly obvious yeah. that the guy's call dropped. Something technical happens there, uh, you're welcome to call back, Chris. Oh, well, we had said that we were going to answer the question, right, that uh, we would have been discussing a few moments ago with Craig, and that was, well, what do you do about the fact that the government people are not following their own constitution? He says the constitution's all we have. We need to use the Constitution. And, you know, if the government people were actually following the constitutions, we wouldn't really be in, in uh, you know, as bad a shape as we are today. But you then know, again, Lysander Spooner would point out that either the Constitution has failed to protect us from all the tyranny that we've received, or it's actually authorized it. Maybe everything they have done is constitutional. After all, it's the men and women in the robes uh, in D.C. that ultimately get to decide what the Constitution means. It doesn't matter what our interpretation is. It matters what they think. I find it a very tough issue. After all, our President Barack Obama is a constitutional scholar, and we all know that he's you know, <laughs> sanctioned the uh, the buying out of, uh, of of General Motors, made it in Government Motors. Mm-hmm. He uh, he told Chrysler that they were going to get bought by Fiat. It looked really weird, social socio fascist kind of stuff. You know, the government being involved in business. The United States government doesn't have any business in business, as far as my reading of the Constitution. However, who knows? So, what do you do? That's the question. Well, I would say a first, a good first step, because we know that the government doesn't care about their own constitution. They don't care. It's used as a talking point and to, as an excuse in many cases uh, to, to create new tyranny. They'll claim the constitution authorizes it. Or in some cases, it's pandered to in the case of a politician trying to get elected. They'll talk about the constitution then, but... You know, once they get into uh, elected office, then it doesn't matter what the Constitution says. Nobody holds their feet to the flames, and how do you hold them accountable? What do you do about the fact that the government doesn't give a flip about its own Constitution? Well, number one, I would say that you and I didn't sign it. We didn't swear an oath to it. It's not our Constitution. It's theirs. And we know they're not going to pay attention to it. And it's supposed to bind the government, and it doesn't. It doesn't. So we know it's a dead letter. There's no amount of begging that you'll be able to do. Oh, please, please follow the Constitution. I demand that you follow the Constitution. I've sent more than my my fair share of emails to politicians demanding that they follow the Constitution. Now I just suggest. Didn't work. It didn't work. Um, so, because they're not going to do whatever they want. They, you know, they're they're not obligated right. by. See, this is the problem with the Constitution in the first place. They're 
they're not obligated, even if they swear an oath to this thing, to follow it, apparently, nope. because otherwise it doesn't con- contain a provision where we hang the officials that take oaths for violating those oaths. Otherwise, when the Supreme Court rules upon a law as it is unconstitutional, it seems like the legislators, every last one of them that voted on it, probably should be hung from a yardarm, right? I don't think hanging... It is the highest law in the land. Doesn't that make sense, though? I, I don't mean, think hanging is going to. They to use be capital excluded. punishment on other laws that are lower in the land than the Constitution. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. What, where you're coming I'm not from suggesting makes... that that's actually going to, right. you know, is, is a good solution. I'm only saying, doesn't it make some sense? You know, where you're coming from makes logical sense, but uh, I don't think hanging or violence is going to be a, a, a viable solution. I, I think in the fact, Constitution's not a viable solution. I'm not going to advocate for violence, and I don't think that's what you're doing either. I I'm think not. that violence will only beget violence. It will only create more, and, and that's not a cycle I want to be a part of. But what can you do about the fact that the government people don't follow their constitution? Well, you can uh, decide to disobey. You can decide to withhold your money from them. You can decide to keep the money that you earn for yourself, save, spend, and give it away in the ways that you think are best, and encourage other people to join you in finding some courage and not actually bowing down to every diktat that the state lays down upon you. They don't follow their own rules. Why should you follow theirs? I understand. They're scary people who are willing to put you in a cage for they it. They are scary people. That's, that's the reason why a lot of people follow the rules. It's the reason I file my taxes, because I'm scared to death of what they'll do. I know what they do that do with that money. I've seen the pictures of the people in Iraq and Afghanistan that they've used those weapons that go kaboom on. I know what happens to our young men that they send over there and tell them, you're fighting for freedom, son. Get out there and have a good time. Catch yourself a few bullets, would you? But I, but I think that... Uh, that And I don't want to pay. People not paying would be a good first step toward making a, you know, an important change, but I understand why they're frightened, and so it's a lot easier to not pay if you're also being joined by others who aren't paying. So really, it's a question of how many people are willing to take a little bit of risk, put it on the line for their freedom, and it may result in some people being put in a, in a cage in pursuit of freedom. But I think it was, oh gosh, who was it, Thoreau that was in a, in a jail cell way back in the day, and I think it was Emerson that had passed by the jail on the outside, and Emerson said, some, said something Henry, to Thoreau. Henry, what yeah. are you doing in that jail? And Thoreau said, said Ralph, what, the question is, what are you doing outside of it? Right, because when, out, when freedom is outlawed, only outlaws will have right. freedom. Um, Thoreau refused to pay his poll tax, something that has now been considered unconstitutional, but at the time, it was against the law. Yeah. Henry David Thoreau you know, broke the law, and the law was that you had to pay a poll tax, and they threw him in jail. So people should get together and disobey the state, non-cooperate, don't bow down, don't break. And if you, if you, fi- if you feel like you're all alone, that nobody's going to back you up, then join the Free State Project. Come up here. You can, get in, in active, you can get active in politics up here in New Hampshire if you want. There's a lot going on there, and I think that they'll have some success eventually. It's just real slow going. Uh, but there are people that are disobeying right now today about six of them were arrested just this afternoon alone and they are willing to stand up for your freedom even if you aren't necessarily ready for it yourself come on up here and you can do you know support roles you can help uh, feed somebody's cat while they're in jail that kind of thing we talked about that last night on the show so i think getting together with other like-minded people who are willing to say no to the state people willing to disobey i think that's an important step to uh to dealing with this unconstitutional government or constitutional maybe they are completely constitutional in what they do i don't know it's their interpretation that matters chris is back with us in charleston i think chris are you with us sir yeah i'm sorry about the, nope. uh, no the, problem the hook up later here you are now what's on your mind well i guess i wanted to talk to you about the uh legalization of marijuana laws okay sure 
Um, I wanted to um, tell you first that I'm a I'm a recovering drug addict from marijuana. A, a re- recovering marijuana addict. Yep. Now, did you also uh, do other drugs alongside marijuana? Uh, yeah, but mostly the primary thing, my daily substance was uh, was uh, pot. Okay, I want to bring you back here. If you can hang on, uh, we're going to return to this, and I want you to tell your story, and uh, we'll see about what you have to say. I'm very curious to hear this. I, I've never met a, a marijuana recovery No one's ever called addict. and said this before. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. In an ancient time, in a land where the fates of mortals were determined by gods, only one man had the courage to defy them all. Fear nothing, and let's show death and the gods alike that we're the ones to be afraid of. Odysseus, the Rebel, coming this October from Big Head Press. Pre-order the graphic novel for only $12.95. Visit ComicShopLocator.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine booksellers. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. They include our Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI. As we continue with your phone calls, Chris is still with us listening to WCHV in Charleston. Now, Chris... You're beginning to tell us that you're a recovering marijuana addict. Now, you did admit that you were doing other drugs at the time, but you say that marijuana was your primary drug. What were the other drugs, just out of curiosity, that you were doing at that time? Well, um, do you remember uh, Lenny Bias? Does that name sound familiar? Negative. I do not. Okay, Lenny Bias was a basketball player from from Maryland, um, and it's really funny, the... um, the the cop that broke in that that was trying to um, uh, figure out who was going into somebody's house up in Cambridge when that whole row happened over um, President Obama saying that one of his Harvard buddies was uh, yeah. being you know subjected by the police. Well, that police officer attempted to revive Lenny Bias, who was an Afro American basketball player from Maryland. How interesting! He was uh, smoking crack cocaine. On a regular basis, which uh, I was smoking crack cocaine at the same time that Lenny Bias was, and Lenny Bias is one of the main reasons that I stopped doing cocaine. Okay. Um, but you know, smoking crack. But crack, um, definitely you know, not good for were, you. They were, they were, they were, they uh, were the 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 press and and even the president were trying to imply that this this cop was uh, racist, and you know, he he got he got down on the floor of a basketball court. And attempted to revive this man. Okay, I thought we were going to talk. That's fine if you want to comment on on that situation. I thought we were going to talk about your alleged addiction to marijuana. Did you have something to say about that? The um, the the crack cocaine thing really that scared the living heck out of me. It's scary stuff. A friend of mine died. A friend of mine died about a week after Lenny Bias did from smoking crack cocaine. And those two events, um, along with my you know somewhat close overdose on the crack, um, 
pretty much convinced me to stop on my own. You know, I could, ne- I, I could never stop smoking pot on my own. Are you I, aware I tried for that years more, and years. more people die from gr- drugs that they were prescribed? I'm not talking about prescription drugs that they got illegally, but drugs that right. they were prescribed than all the overdoses in the United States combined. Well, that's not my point. I'm just saying, like you're, you're saying that it would be scary. You said that crack cocaine legalized would scare you. And I'm only pointing out that the overdoses, people are smoking crack right now, even though it's illegal. The overdoses in America currently do not add up to the people who die from the prescription drugs that they were prescribed. Let, let, what is your point tonight, Chris? Well, my, my point is, is that you, you all are pro, um, you know, normalizing marijuana. And I, I am. Um, my point is that I think that that would be um, detrimental to um, to our country. I think it would be detrimental to our families. Really? And talking talking from my experience um, of being addicted to that drug for for over you know almost twenty years, and it's been twenty years since I stopped. So it's been a long road coming back from it, and I had to do a lot of education. I had to do a lot of soul searching. Were you addicted to alcohol too at the time? No. So uh, you, you managed is, to be addicted thing, to all these other substances? No, he but, said he wasn't addicted to crack. He said he quit cold turkey. Yeah, I quit cold turkey. Okay, it, was, so, it, was very, it was fairly difficult. I wasn't doing do you, it on a daily basis, so okay. I only did it on the weekends. So you're saying do you marijuana think that, um, more alcohol, do, you, do you think that alcohol is so dangerous for families, as, as dangerous for families as uh, marijuana? Um, I think I think that they're on an equal par. My my, really? uh, my father. Could you tell me father, some of the Could you tell me some of the ways that families are damaged that are even close to alcohol by marijuana? Because it seems to okay, me that you, marijuana me a, that alcohol is the. Little, can you Can you let me set something up here just for a second? Okay, set it up. My uh, My father uh, drank himself to death. Okay. Okay, and he was a he was a, a, a hard liquor drinking alcoholic since he was in his early twenties until mm-hmm. he died. Um, my my, uh, my mother was uh, severely bedridden with a um, with diabetes, and I was in that environment, and I was not being raised at all. I was not. I may have been being taken care of with clothes. I may have been getting taken care of with getting some food, but when it came to character building and having any sort of sense of who I was as a human being, I was not being taken care of. And I don't blame my parents. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming them. But as soon as I realized this, it was in the, I was 12 years old, and I realized that I was terrified of social interaction because I didn't know who the heck I was. So, Chris, are you? So, so I what started you're... using pot. I started using pot because for two reasons. One, it, it uh, alleviated the the feelings of inadequacy that I had, as well as the feelings of fear, and also it put me in contact with a bunch of other people that were. Kind of along the same lines, they were smoking uh, dope to, um, you know, to to deal with what was happening in their family situations. So I fit in with these people, and and um, and I and we, you know, I just continued to get high daily. Did you ever go to jail for that? Day. Did you ever go to jail? No, no, I never got caught. Do you think you'd be better off today if you did? Um, I think that it it may have rattled my cage a little bit more. I I had to go through some uh, pretty severe loss. You know, jail is loss. It's a loss of time. Sure, it is. It's sure. a loss of rights. What I'm hearing it's you say is also though, a loss you know, of the ability to be employed in certain empl- right. in, in certain exactly. areas. Exactly. But I, I had the losses as well. Right. I didn't Chris, have to be put into a cage. What I'm hearing you say is that because you had a tough time with marijuana means everybody should be prohibited from using it. Is that right? What I'm saying is that the 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 consequences, particularly that happened to my personality and my character as a result of that long stretch of drug use on a daily basis, 
every day. I stayed high unless I was asleep. Um, contributed to um, some some pretty miserable um, things that I had to that I had to deal with when, after I stopped. Okay, and but I think that those did... detrimental those detrimental personality traits that I picked up, mm-hmm. I think um, can be. There's a possibility that people can also suffer from these without even knowing it. See, when I stopped, but, but look, I had Chris, to break Chris, my denial. Chris. And my denial was very difficult to get through. I understand I understand where you're coming from. I'm sorry that you uh, you have a psychological addiction because all the studies show that marijuana is not physically addictive. So you are... Well, I had no withdrawals. I had no withdrawals. I, I, okay. I had no physical withdrawals. Okay. It was but all remember, you, you were addicted by your own admission at a time in which marijuana was illegal. Marijuana has been illegal for our entire lives, and so the fact that marijuana was prohibited certainly didn't stop you from getting your hands on it. So why on earth would you support putting people in jail cells? You said you want to do it for families. It seems to me that if mommy or, or daddy gets put in a jail cell, that's going to make it a lot harder to pay the bills and to keep clothes uh, on your kids' backs and to uh, keep food in their mouths, don't you think? Well, I, I recognize that it's, um, that these things are choices that are that are um, very devastating. And should people, people be free people, to make devastating choices? Um, I think that to a certain extent, if um, if they if there's more knowledge brought into the psychological realm of this of this addiction, I think that people realize that maybe children shouldn't be put through the uh, lack of understanding that comes from a drug-addicted person. Should alcohol be outlawed tomorrow? No. Well, now, this is where I, I, I get You have a lot of wisdom to share. I get it. I understand what you've been through, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to diminish any of that. This is the part I don't understand. Marijuana is not, by all, by all the science out there, all the studies show that marijuana is not as devastating to families, is not as devastating physically to people. It's, it's not as bad as alcohol, but alcohol is legal. Alcohol makes people get into bar fights and shoot each other. It makes them beat their kids and rape women and do all kinds of things. Alcohol is a terrible drug, but it's legal because it's popular. And marijuana is illegal because essentially, you know, throughout history, it's been used by the black people and the Mexican people, and we don't like them, so we're going to keep it illegal. And, you know, the big money interests kept it from becoming legal, like Hearst and, and those kind of folks. So A lot of people are afraid to get treatment they might decide they my need. My question is, is, isn't it just oppression? Um, no, no, I think that, um, I think that um, um, alcohol being legal... Um, this is my 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 uh, understanding and my opinion. Okay. I'll tell you what. We when, are out of time you for have... you, my friend. I apologize. We got to get to some other calls here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time still for your calls if you make them now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done. Get the stuff you need. Get the stuff you want at great prices. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Just enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you buy through amazon.freetalklive.com, we'll get a cut. Let's go to your calls about what you want. It's David listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Do we have David? David once? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I, well, first, I want to comment about the whole marijuana thing real quick. Sure. I think it should be legalized. Yes. But then allow companies to set their own criteria on if people are allowed to use it. Oh, absolutely. It's it's your business, so you should be able to decide whether your employees are coming to work high or not. Like if I was running an art studio, I'd be all right with the artists coming to work high. Not a problem. But if I'm running, you know, some sort of construction machinery, right. that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now to get what I really want to talk about is the whole constitution thing. I was listening to a program a while ago, and I don't remember what it was. It might have been the overnight uh, show, but they were talking about a lo- to a lawyer who actually defended people who didn't want to pay their taxes, and he did it successfully. Really? Yeah, he d- so it went to court. He actually defended some guy successfully in court because he was able to explain to the judge and jury exactly what the, the Constitution said and how it was interpreted by current law, to, and the guy actually won his case, and he did not have to pay his taxes. You know, I, I, he sounds gosh darned lucky because uh, yeah, you we've, don't hear that too we've, often. We've uh, we've reported on quite a few cases that it seemed pretty good where uh, you know people had a real good chance of of not of, of winning the case on uh, their income tax and, and they lost and you know lost loss after loss after loss. There are tax protesters in jail right now, and it's it's a shame. I mean, I've heard stories of people who managed to do it, and I you know I I haven't done a great deal of research on it because honestly, I'm just too scared not to pay mine. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is the way he explained it, he said not every lawyer is going to be able to do it, not any person is going to be able to do it, because you have to understand the Constitution as it's written and the tax law that were put into place after that, and yeah. you have to be able to go into a courtroom and comprehensively and make them be able to comprehend what you're telling them. Most people that have tried this, I mean, and there have been people like Larkin Rose, uh, also Irwin Schiff. Some of the kind of tax freedom advocates that have, have written books about this, this issue have done a lot of research, a lot of uh, reading of the laws and all that, and, and they've, you know, they've come to a conclusion that they don't even believe that by the law that, that anybody has to pay. But when Erwin Schiff went into the court and attempted to prove that, they put him in jail. And the second time he tried to prove it again, they put him in jail for the rest of his life. He's now an 80-plus-year-old man. So it doesn't even matter how well you know the law. What matters is what the man in the robe thinks. And the men in the robe typically will side in, in favor of their, you know, their interpretation of the law, which says that you need to pay no matter what. But I think that the for me, I can't understand their laws. I don't. I'm not a lawyer. I've never been trained to read legalese. It's all very confusing to me. It's very, very. It's designed to be inaccessible. It's designed to be uh, difficult to understand. For me, I just have to ask the question: Where's the obligation created? I mean, if if they're saying that I owe these taxes, if they're saying that I'm obligated to pay them, I'd like for them to explain to me how that obligation was created upon me. Mm-hmm. No. Here's a suggestion, and I'm a big book reader, and I don't advocate many books, but there's a book out there called Freehold. It's a fiction book. It's it's, it's by Michael Z. Williamson. We've had him on the show a couple of times to talk about his uh, his books. I'm a big fan. Yeah, and 
the, the book itself, Freehold, they have a society in there that if we could model that society and the way that they pay taxes and the way the government worked, I mean, I don't advocate violence, but sometimes you have to put the boots to the road to make change happen. And, I mean, you can see the writing on the wall. People are getting fed up with government, and no amount of a, a, a voting and no amount of protesting is going to do it. Well, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think today's the day to, uh, to, to, to pick up the AK-47s, the, the pitchforks and the uh, torches. And, I don't support that any day because but, I think that violence begets violence. And I, I think, think that if enough people just don't go along with what they're demanding, there's nothing they can do. They can't put us all in jail. And if, I think if you uh, really support liberty, that the Free State Project is probably the first place to, uh, to start. If you're willing to... Uh, you know, rise up and 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 face the government on a, in a you know a violent battlefield. Then chances are good you're going to catch the uh, business end of a uh, of a uh, two two three round. And <laughs> you you probably should just hey move to New Hampshire and work for Liberty like hundreds of us have done so far are working you know working for Liberty now and thousands will be in the future. How's that sound? Well- that sounds like a great idea. I guess I'll have to look into that. Do that. Free, Go to Free State Project. Freestateproject.org. Yeah, freestateproject.org. And uh, thanks for listening here. It's our first night there in uh, in Delaware. So uh, check us out every Saturday night there on WGMD. And thank you for the call. Well. Yep, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Also listening to WGMD-FM, it's Mark in Delaware. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Mark? Okay. Um, I wanted to follow up on the previous caller, well, two callers back, the guy that said he's been clean for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Am I live on the air yet? Or you are on the up? air. Okay. So following up on the guy that said he's been clean for about 20 years. Yes, I, I thought the guy had a lot of substance to share. I really did. Although, I want to kind of get on your side here. When it came down to the question, you posed him about alcohol, and he was okay with it. Well, maybe because... He never had a problem with it. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay. So, you know, and as far as uh, family unit and, you know, uh, the breakdown of families, I think the lies from the government over the years actually has done a much greater damage to our family unit, the lies about marijuana, than uh, the parents and or the children smoking it. I shouldn't say children because I really don't condone it for children. I think it really can inhibit uh, character building and motivation, et cetera. And, I, and I, you know, I've battled with it off and on my, you know, most of my life. And I know it's what it's like to be with it and without it. Um, anyway, I just wanted to follow up, and I, I, I want to just let that, that caller know, because I know he ran out of time. I want him to know that I think he shared a lot of good substance, but for him to really seriously look at, the alcohol thing, because we know if anyone, for anyone that believes either of them are evil, marijuana is by far a lesser evil, and it will never be legalized in this country until the liars all die off. Thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I don't you think know, either quitting, of them are evil. I'm quitting uh, tobacco right now. I've, yeah. I, I smoked my last uh, uh, cigar back in, I think it was June or July. Uh, it was shortly after Obama put those taxes on uh, on cigarettes, and I refused to pay, go- mm-hmm. um, you know, federal government taxes on them. So I just I, and cigars, and um, you know, so I I haven't been smoking. However, every day I want one, and uh, what I do understand the the urge to call things like marijuana and alcohol evil. However, they are not. 
They're they inanimate objects. That's like calling the can of Raid, which you must admit is far more dangerous than either of these substances, alcohol or marijuana. Yeah. It's like calling Raid evil. It's not right. evil. It's just a substance. The the tobacco is not evil. Right. I chose to smoke uh, cigars and cigarettes and you know t- in, in 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 inhale tobacco for years. What's evil is putting people in jail cells right. for choosing to use those drugs in a way that you might not otherwise choose. Let's Some drugs to- might be bad. The drug war's worse. I'm gonna get Neil in the uh, in here under the wire. Uh, Neil, listening in Brattleboro to WKVT. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thank you. Um, well, my my response uh, to the gentleman that that have been suffering from marijuana addiction and, and other addictions uh, and and the fact that he could not even fathom that that alcohol has done more damage to society than, than marijuana ever would um, is just asinine to me. Um, you know, alcohol... You know, alcohol has a lot of big money behind it. There's a lot of these alcohol, uh, the the alcohol companies that that just have lobbyists that that will that will always push, and and, and it's a big business. And and sure, and it's and not going anywhere. Always, always push that, and it will always be that way, no matter what. And 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 the 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 downsides of alcohol. I mean, you know, let alone the disintegration of family, it, it, it creates um, revenue for the courts. It creates revenue for, for, for a lot of these uh, mandated social service programs that people have to go through when, when they get to the courts because of, of, of their abuse of alcohol. Um, it's just, you know, it, it, it baffles my mind that this gentleman can't, can't, yeah, right, he thinks that, that just be- coming from an addiction point of view. Right, yeah, just because you had a problem with something doesn't mean that everybody else will have a problem with it. I am a regular marijuana consumer when I get the opportunity, and I have no problems with it. I thank you for the call. We're out of time. I can't stay away from the Dr. Pepper. Should we outlaw it? <laughs> Back on Monday night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. So the the Mark Edge interview series on uh, Free Talk Live's podcast continues, and I'm uh, you know I, I I scour the globe to find new and interesting people for you to listen to, and and really the interview series is the people that I want to talk to and that I find interesting, and somebody that you know hasn't been on the show before, but I've always had a, a good feeling about, and an organization we've talked about a great deal is uh, Larry Pratt from uh, the Gun Owners of America. Larry, are you there? I sure am. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Larry. Now, um, for people that that might not know about Gun Owners of America, what is Gun Owners of America? We lobby in Washington. Uh, we also have a political committee and a, a legal defense fund, but primarily we lobby. And that was set up. Uh, that operation was set up over thirty years ago. I came in uh, right at the beginning, and the. The idea was to provide a a voice for gun owners that reflected our founders' understanding of how politics works, something that we have not always seen understood by a lot of other groups, and the NRA included, uh, namely that politics is inherently confrontational, and particularly when you're dealing, as we do uh, in our country and on the gun issue, with socialists who have a rather clear 
idea in their mind that they want everything we have, not only property but liberty as well. And any time they settle for something less than total control, that doesn't mean the war's over. It just means uh, they ran out of forward momentum until the next assault. And so anybody that thinks they can buy these folks off, make nice, give them concessions, convince them how nice we are, they're just going to end up being the rag mopping up the floor. Yeah, you know, I've often, of, I've often felt the same way, that the moderates, the people that want to compromise with the gun, anti-gun lobby and that kind of thing, are really just liberals only slower. They're socialists only slower. They're gun confiscators. They're victim disarmer, ar- armors only slower. There was a 19th century theologian that put it very well. He said, uh, the uh, conservative is the guy who opposes the most recent assault of the progressive. When the progressive wins the battle, the conservative helps him consolidate it and declares that that's the new status quo that he's going to defend. Of course, the progressive then moves on, and the process repeats. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what it's like. Not not a new problem at all. (laughs) We've been dealing with this probably uh, since the very beginning. But... um, when did gun um, when when did gun laws start? Uh, you know the, the dis, disarmament laws start. When did when did that happen? Well, it's come in clumps. We had laws disarming blacks during colonial America mm-hmm. uh, and up to the war between the states. Uh, following that, we had uh, the Jim Crow laws, a series of laws designed to keep former slaves as much in servitude as possible, and prominent among those. Jim Crow laws were gun control laws. So they couldn't and hunt? They, they, could, they couldn't hunt? They didn't want them especially getting handguns. Okay. But uh, it, 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 it differed from state to state. I it's see. whatever, I guess, the Ku Klux Klan was afraid of. Yeah. So, because, uh, you know, it takes all the, the joy out of night riding yeah. uh, when, when some bloke is shooting back at you. So, anyway, uh, in the 20s and 30s, there were there was a wave across the entire country of requiring a license to get a concealed carry permit, and in some cases, even to just buy the gun. And uh, it was, again, pretty much aimed at those people. Um, That's what happened in Michigan after a black doctor had moved into a uh, there-to-four white neighborhood. Uh, A mob had surrounded his house one night. Somebody in the doctor's house, Ossian Sweet, fired around and killed one of the punks sitting across the street. And uh, to their credit, a white jury acquitted him. Um, But following that, the legislature enacted a law requiring you to get permission to buy a gun. Hmm. Uh, So uh, we moved on into uh, 1938. You had to to sell a gun. Uh, You had to now get permission uh, it was illegal to sell a gun unless you had a license. That's that's what licensing is really all about. It's at least illegal to do X unless you have the license to do it. Yeah, that's what it means. So, uh, pure and simple. So then in uh, 34, the um, National Firearms Act was passed, putting a wink-wink, just a tax. At the time, it was probably equivalent to today's two or $3,000. It's at its old number of 200, uh, but you may know the numbers better than I, what our inflation has been since then, but 
a substantial amount of money, costing a whole lot more than the gun itself cost. And again, the design was to ban without uh, banning in name, banning in fact. Uh, and um, that went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court uh, decided narrowly uh, that uh, the gun involved that brought that 34 Act before the court it belonged to Mr. Miller, who was a bank robber, and he wasn't present for the uh, for the oral argument. <laughs> so when the judges said, well, uh, we, we just don't know if a sawed-off shotgun is a Second Amendment gun, is a military suitable gun or not, so we're just not going to rule, so punt. And uh, that was the the last time Supreme Court held it uh, held on the issue even close until last year's uh, pretty well known decision overturned the DC handgun ban. Yeah, Heller versus DC. Heller v. DC. Uh, actually, it ended up being called DC v. Heller, but a distinction only lawyers can appreciate. In gotcha. any case, um, the um, 1968 Gun Control Act imported the Nazi German Gun Control Act, brought in by Senator Thomas Dodd, father of the present corrupt Dodd. Um, you mean the first Dodd wasn't corrupt? Um, I just don't know as much about him. <laughs> the fact that he would slap on, after having prosecuted Nazis in Germany after World War II, and then bring back their ever-loving gun control law, tells me there was something really wrong with the guy's way of thinking, uh, as if somehow gun control were separate from the horrors committed by the Nazis. But that's uh, that was the biggie until 1986, when the NRA allowed a, an amendment on um, a measure that they were promoting to uh, back the BATFE off a little bit. And uh, after that date in May of 86, one can no longer legally buy a machine gun in the United States. The uh, Well, private citizen cannot imagine the paramount militia firearm of our time, and these blokes have told us that we can't own it. That just simply has to go. The NRA didn't want to fight that fight. Again, it was the idea that, well, we just used too much capital on too narrow uh, an issue. So on we went uh, into the 90s. Uh, we had the Clinton gun ban, uh, the Brady Law, which says you have to prove your innocence before you can get a privilege to buy a gun. How obnoxious is that? And it's also ineffective. It doesn't, it doesn't keep guns out of the wrong hands. Uh, if it did, uh, the, the Brits might have uh, not be, been so perplexed as to why, after a gun ban, criminals are still getting guns, and lots of them, on an island nation. So uh, anyway, we were told, that well, we have to do something to keep guns out of the wrong hands. So uh, what we do is, once again, assault the liberties of the good guys, uh, because they, they obviously they have no real way of preventing criminals from being criminals, and they don't want to just go out and whack them, which they ought to do. So you know it comes back on the rest of us. Uh, it kind of has me ticked. I guess you can. Yeah, I, you know, it's but it it seems like the gun laws kind of they got their foot in the door. I mean, it it, it apparently with blacks, but also with criminals too. Um, you know, I, I, some of the some of the first gun control laws I, I've heard were against criminals. What what do you know as far as that goes? Um, 
Well, and only if you consider slaves criminals. Well, when, <laughs> when, when did they decide? Um, when did they st- take away a, an, a felon, a violent felon's right to own a gun? When did they take away a uh, you know nonviolent felon's right to own a gun? All these things. Well, the violent felon was the, even in colonial times was considered uh, somebody who had left the political community, and that political liberties. Uh, were not something that left with him when he was removed or punished by uh, the community. Uh, he was no longer part of the, in the Greek sense, the polis. So uh, he he had certain basic right to life, but he certainly didn't uh, have his right to vote. He didn't have the right to own a gun, and, and probably there were some other disable, disabling measures uh, as well. But that always pertain to somebody that was violent. The Nazi law that we have, going back to 68, spread it to the nonviolent felon. So the embezzler is viewed as dangerous as the uh, kidnapper, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, you can see how stupid these laws are. And for anybody to say that we have to do something, well, why don't you just leave if you need to do something about criminals? Just get out of so you stop bothering the rest of us that are neither criminals nor um, really desirous of your help. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, in 07, something that kind of built on the instant background check was uh, supported by the NRA. It was introduced by uh, Representative Carolyn McCarthy, who's a flaming anti-Second uh, Amendment, anti-personal defense. Isn't that the gal from Long Island? Precisely. Yeah. Uh, since my husband was murdered uh, because he was defenseless under the laws of the state, I think everybody else should have the opportunity to suffer just like I did. Yeah. So, um, strange. Know, it, uh, I'm strange sorry, I don't have. I'm sorry for what happened to her and her husband. Sure. But I. Uh, it's it, it's very limited, and actually, I'm very uh, perturbed that people would even pay her. And never mind. So, so anyway, the. Uh, in 07, uh, she came up with this, well, actually several years before, she'd been pushing this measure, which began to take off after the Virginia Tech massacre had kind of left the public arena. It was blowing over. The NRA decided to buckle and to go along with her measure, which says if you have a, a medical record that says you might be a danger to self or others, that's a conviction. We don't need to go to no stinking court, no due process. We don't need the government to prove its case. In fact, uh, we might let you uh, prove that you are innocent, which is a wholly different matter, much more difficult, really, uh, for the individual when he's in that particular situation. He's sure. guilty until proven innocent. And uh, um, that's the, uh, what we did was to dub that the Veterans Disarmament Act because it applied initially just to veterans for a practical reason. That was where, by the Veterans Administration, their names were being computerized and sent over to the FBI uh, to be put on the no-buy list. Well, that uh, actually was written to apply to anybody in the population with a similar disability, and along came the government stimulus bill, these guys play chess a whole lot better than we do. They've got long-term objectives, and our guys, uh, 
you know, they get into a seat of power and they just stand around marveling at the beautiful <laughs> paintings on the wall and, boy, it's really cool to be here, you know. And uh, so uh, they put $20 billion in the government stimulus bill, which has stimulated the government, uh, <laughs> and $20 billion of it is being used to computerize as many medical records as they can get their hands on. If socialized medicine becomes a reality in our country, there will be no escape. Your records will be mandated to go into the system, and then all they have to do is keep ratcheting the, what is a disability uh, and golly, this is cool because we don't need no stinking trial to uh, get uh, guns out of all these Americans' hands. Isn't that neat? Yeah, you know, it makes perfectly good sense that if they can get a hold of medical records, then essentially they can call anybody who has ever visited a psychiatrist or psychologist for whatever yeah. reason, uh, you know, mentally inept of owning a weapon. Clearly they're a danger to themselves and others, and these should only be in the hands of uh, trained and paid professionals. Now, insurance companies are already sometimes, some companies, some states, because uh, we've had calls about this, sending questionnaires to their customers saying, uh, we want to know you better. Would you please fill out the questionnaire? And sometimes these questionnaires ask if you have guns. Now, we're not talking about a homeowners where there may be a liability issue uh, and it may affect your rate. And there's some companies like Snake Farm that will actually uh, allow local agents to decide to cut you off. Uh, but we're talking about uh, uh, just a voluntary system right now. Well, guess what would happen? I, I just have so little doubt that if Kathleen Sebelius, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, got her hands on a nationalized medical system, she would require that information. And then uh, if you're not storing them the way the government thinks you should store them, because we know you don't need them for self-defense. We want you to have them triple lockdown in a safe inside a vault, you know, sure. whatever uh, meets government standards, uh, well, then we're not going to pay uh, out on your insurance because uh, you were engaging in that kind of behavior. Uh, you know, so if you had a hunting accident or somebody uh, shoots himself in the leg uh, cleaning his gun or some other stupid thing like that, uh, you could see them just letting that person twist in the breeze. Yeah. Makes perfectly good sense. How close are we to seeing something like this, Larry? We are hanging on by one vote in the United States Senate. They they can't uh, use the rules to get a 51% majority. They have to go for 60. And at the moment, they've only got 59 votes. We exchanged Olympia Snow, who hopefully will stay in the Democratic caucus. Uh, but in exchange, we got Joe Lieberman, who I kind of like as a you know individual, and uh, Ben Nelson uh, from uh, Nebraska, and they seem to be fairly opposed on some fairly substantial grounds. I think Lieberman had said something about he wanted to see a, a much uh, smaller uh, type of bill, less intrusive and so forth. Uh, that's a pretty big statement, and if that's his view, uh, that's probably going to keep him from... Uh, putting his arm around Harry Reid. Yeah. So um, are there any other anti-gun uh, sort of bills that are out there lurking in the background that people don't uh, may not uh, be on people's radar screens? Well, the, the biggest threat, and it's not going to be any threat, I don't think, until and unless socialized medicine becomes a reality, this legislation is 
almost like a cork in a bottle, and there's all kinds of nasty stuff in the bottle, but it can't get through because the cork has almost sealed the bottle off completely. I would expect a run on gun shows would be their most likely uh, yeah. next step. Uh, and what they're really talking about is not gun shows. They want to stop private sales. They want to stop private sales because they want to know where all the guns are. Sure they do. And it's a registration scheme. Right now, when you buy a gun at a store, you have to fill out paperwork that has to be kept by the dealer for 20 years. I guess they figured 20 years after that you'd have moved so many times they couldn't find you anyway. So it's really nice of them to let the dealer off after 20 years, I think. So uh, that would probably be the, the one of the more likely next things up. In the meantime, we've got a couple things moving our way. Senator Richard Byrd has gotten out of the Veterans Committee his bill to overturn the 07 uh, Veterans Disarmament Act. The thing passed the Congress by unanimous consent, no recorded vote. Most of the members weren't even there, had no idea what was going on. It, uh, I mean, hey, there's no controversy. Carol McCarthy agrees with the NRA, so uh, let's go, boys. This is fun. And uh, then when they started to, to uh, come back and realize they're getting all these uh, nasty grams from members of GLA, and uh, they start reading the bill, and they realize, oh, shucks, I think we screwed up. And so uh, uh, Senator Burr, happily, has been uh, uh, working on this. It's been reported out of that committee unanimously. It's on the calendar. It has been for, I think, probably a couple of months. But like everything else, it's pretty much... Uh, uh, waiting in line, and the line's not moving very fast. At the state level, things are really getting interesting and exciting. Uh, we've had two states already enact firearms freedoms laws that say if a gun is made in the state, identified that way, stays in the state, then the federal firearms laws in their totality do not apply. Interesting. So if somebody who has the ABC metal shop, decides that he wants to set up uh, the ABC AR-15 um, cottage industry uh, plant yeah. uh, in some county. Uh, and he goes into production, non-licensed federally, uh, and he sells it not because he doesn't have a license. Uh, he's under the state law, and somebody buys it, doesn't get a background check, oh, the thought, um, then uh, that's perfectly legal. It's probably going to lose in federal court because federal courts have a pretty bad record of supporting just about every unconstitutional growth of the federal government. And I think this issue is going to be decided on, first of all, more states coming online, which looks very likely next legislative session starting in January at various states, and sheriffs being willing to tell federal agents who come to harass lawful state activity, gentlemen, you've got a choice. You can get out of my county right now, or if you continue to do what you're doing now here in this place of business, you're going to be in my jail. Wow. That actually happened in a case of a burning barn with a lot of ammo and powder. And when the FBI agents... I told all those dumb yokels that they were taking over the investigation. What investigation? Well, there's ammo. We're taking it over. And the sheriff came out and precisely gave them that choice. Well, they were deeply offended, of course, and they called their supervisor who said, 
Well, a sheriff can do that, and knowing that sheriff, he probably will. The agents left. Yeah. What else will they do? Makes perfectly good sense, Larry. Um, we have the to. Way we can resolve it. We, I, I agree. Um, we have to get on and, and uh, do the show. But if people like what they've heard here about the Gun Owners of America, what can they do to be more involved with you and your organization? We would love to have them go to gunowners.org on the web, and they can sign up for a free subscription to our alerts, which not only are informative but enable people to easily and quickly contact members of Congress via email. It's at gunowners.org. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Larry. Thank you. Really enjoy being with you. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.